Blog Talk Radio. Oh, I say it, I say it again. You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us spray. Run on up. This is what he does. You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio, Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, brothers and sisters. How y'all doing out there? How y'all doing out there? Welcome in one more time right here to Culture Freedom Radio Network, most definitely up in his house, most definitely up in his house again on this magnificent Thursday night. Oh, yes, sir, indeed. The magnificent Thursday night. Oh, yes, sir. This is Culture Freedom Radio Network. Yes, sir. Coming in here, we're talking about Truth Talk Thursday with Culture Freedom Radio Network. Yes, sir. This is, what, March, y'all, the 30th of 2023. Oh, yes, sir. Before we get into this show, brothers and sisters, we want to do, you know, we, gotta, we know how we got to do it. We got to open up with a little music selection before we get into this. Just a little snippet, and we're going to dive right into this tonight. Yeah, no topic of conversation. And just, we're going to just uh, just chop it up on various things tonight. So, yes, sir, let's do it, y'all. Truth Talk Thursday right here on Culture Freedom Radio Network. Yeah. situation uh one of my co-workers that we uh, that i used to work with another job uh he passed away found out you got a call he passed away today um and then uh you know he was dealing with a diabetic situation he passed away 
And then one of my other coworkers at, at a company that I used to work for, um, he had a, a bagging incident at one of the landfill and he bagged and ran over uh, a lady at one of the landfill and, and killed her. Yeah. So, uh, man, peace and blessings out to that family of the sister, to the woman that got killed and to the brother as well, who was a driver. I worked with him and I actually trained, uh, trained him when he first got over there. Me and somebody else, I'm not a driver, so uh, I'm just a helper, but I trained him when he got there. And I know the brother, I, I know right now he's emotionally going through it right now. Um, you know, having to have that situation happen, you know, they said he didn't even, he didn't even see her. Um, so he bagged over and then he went forward and just ran over twice. So man, just a heart, heartful news, uh, hard, hard. I can't even get my words out. Y'all just, just heartbreaking news that I've gotten on today, man. So peace and blessings, all this fellow, man, we just going through some troubling time, brothers and sisters, just, just in this world right now, uh, seen in Mississippi not too long ago where there's a town just got completely destroyed by uh, a tornado. And uh, we're just seeing a lot of violence is still going out uh, throughout our communities in, um, in various cities throughout the United States. Um, so, yes, sir, brothers, we're truly going through some trying times. You know, we one thing about it, we know we got to keep on pushing on, as they say, keep on pushing on, keep on striving to make it. Um, but let's get it right here, man. Let's get Brother Justice in here. We got a couple of things we want to talk to you about tonight right here on Culture Freedom Radio Network. And I got to let y'all know about some things I got going on this weekend here in the city of Memphis. But uh, peace, Brother Justice. Come on in, brother, uh, brother, and do your thing right here with those black history facts, brother. All right. Thank you very much, Brother Aria. It is now time for a black history moment. On this date, or close to, in 1870, the 15th Amendment was ratified, guaranteeing blacks the right to vote. In 1968, the Republic of New Africa, which seeked a black-controlled land base in the United States, was founded in Detroit, Michigan. Born in 1940 in Kenya, East Africa, Wangari Maathia, the founder of Environmental Greenbelt Movement and civil and woman rights activist and Nobel Peace Prize winner. Born in 1949, Gil Scott Heron, an innovative, politically conscious poet, jazz musician, and author. In 1918, singer and actor Pearl Bailey is born in Newport News, Virginia. In 1963, Captain Edward J. Dwight Jr. becomes a candidate for the Ash Training. In 1871, Jack Johnson, the first African-American heavyweight boxing champion, is born. In 1796, Haitian revolt leader Toussaint Louverture commands French forces at Santo Domingo. In 1984, John Thompson of Georgetown University is the first African-American coach to win an an NAA basketball tournament. Mm. Finally, in 1968, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. 
And that was a Black History Moment on Culture Freedom Radio. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. How you been doing, my good brother? How you been doing? How you been holding up, brother? Ah, man, I've been hanging in there and holding on tight. Don't let go. And uh, keep on hanging. Keep on remembering that ain't nobody bad like me. Now, I didn't start (laughs) that quote, and I didn't didn't come up with that. (laughs) Yes, sir. I just borrowed it. That's from one of my favorite DJs from when I was a little boy. He used to come on the radio, and he would say that. Mm. You know, if you ever feel like you was uh, in the jam or things was real tight, he would say, hold on tight. Don't let go. Don't say damn. Say whammy, whoa. He would would Mm. change it up sometimes. So, yeah. So, yeah. uh, I've been holding on tight. I've been going through different things, you know, trying to get my vehicle fixed up and get it running. I had a couple tr- couple problems with it, and I got fixed it one time, and then a week later, something else happened, and then I'm down. Then I lost my phone service for a couple of days, got behind on that, I caught everything up. Now I'm back, kind of back to normal, but when you don't have service for a couple of days, it throws you out of whack, you know? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, it do. I don't know if you know or not, but I, I, I got thrown out of whack not having my services and stuff. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I can imagine, you know, this is this is what we rely on now, man. We're in the age of technology, man, it, it, and it get kind of, you know, hard not being without it, you know. I can understand. I hadn't did it in a while, but I know it may be, you know, kind of be hectic. I don't be on it that much talking for it, but I be on it doing other stuff uh, far as Internet-wise. Yeah, so I can imagine. That's what I mean. I didn't have nothing. I was sitting here with the – Oh, uh, yeah. I went back to the radio. I had to go all the way back to the radio, AM radio and FM, whatever. Because <laughs> I, oh, I threw my TV away about 20 years ago. I don't watch TV. I only watch oh, what man. I want to, you know. I don't trust it. I don't like TV yes, too much, boy. I tell you, got rid of that thing. I threw it right out the window. You're not missing nothing. You're not missing too much. I'll tell you that. You're right. Oh, man. Um, That's the only way you can... Uh, 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 this is what this guy, his name is Dr. Jerome Fox. He wrote a book mm. called Addicted to White. Mm. And he has a 12-step program for you, you know, to overcome your addiction to white. Dang. And one of them was to remove them from your house as far as them inside your living room. And every time you turn on the TV, there's somebody white on there talking or saying something or doing something, acting or promoting something. So for him, he said, you have to get rid of all the ideas that come first from someone else's outside of you and try to get back to yourself and who you are and think um, authentically. And so I've been able to do that by not having those outside influences to, you know, uh, what the mainstream might say, you know, as far as what the media might be persuading them how to think, I don't have that problem anymore. I'm able to think very freely because I don't watch all the medias and all the different stuff. I watch what I want to or what I choose to. So I'm not heavily um, 
I'm not going to be heavily promoted in a way where, I mean, as far as I'm going to be influenced where I'm not using my own thinking so much so as if I'm, you know, have this. So anyway, what I make a long story short is that for me to not um, participate in watching movies anymore because I realized that someone's trying to trick you or someone's trying to control the way you think or your mind and different things. And so I saw these things happening early on, and I decided that I did not want to partake in someone um, manipulating my mind. And so I took my mind back. I took control of my mind back, and that's why I'm able to have a, a greater insight on things than I think the most, you know, common person might just think that they know. I, I kind of have an instinct that supersedes a lot of things. I might be way ahead of people, and then they'll catch up later on. So that's all I want to say about that. Yes, sir. Oh, one thing I got to ask you, brother. My mic, is uh, is it clear this time, brother? Because last time, man, I was messed up last time. Is it, is it clear this time? Man, let me tell you, your mic sounds so clear, man. Like you, it sounds like crystals, like diamonds. It's clear. <laughs> yes, sir. So clear. All right, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, my uh, controller. I had it. I guess when I had it before I got on Blog Talk, I had it just sitting here, and I don't know. And when I got finished, I had to unplug it and plug it back up and everything. You know, sometimes this technology get crazy, but yeah, I appreciate that. I, I try to test it out beforehand this time, but and make sure. Um, just want to make a, a, a public announcement, um, and then we're gonna just dive into some more stuff. Um, this weekend, brothers and sisters, um, my wife and I are uh, part of um, Liberation Tabernacle of Yah. And also, Culture Freedom, representing Culture Freedom Radio Network, we will be out this weekend. Actually, going out this weekend um, to go to a homeless shelter and provide them with uh, meals uh, this weekend. A meal, actually, a meal. Um, and we'll be going actually there too, and also giving them hygiene products and things of this nature this on this Saturday. Um, so we will be doing that this Saturday. So my wife is actually uh, the head of, you know, for those, I hate to say project, but uh, dealing with the, as far as the ministry part of, you know, doing, feeding the homeless project. So that's her, her ministry, and she's in charge of, you know, making sure do all of that um, and orchestrating that one there. So, yeah, so this weekend, as far as Liberation Tabernacle of Yah and Culture Freedom, we will be my wife and I will be doing that and a couple more people that be joining us will be going to one of the homeless shelters here in the city of Memphis and um, you know giving providing the people with a, a meal and giving them different hygiene products and things so to help them out um, so yeah like I said one thing here um, culture freedom in, 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 in tabernacle and especially the middle we just can't we just not one to think we just get on here and just talk and just run our mouths and say things, but well, we ought to be doing this and we ought to be doing that. And we're not participating in doing anything in the community. Yes. We try to get involved and do things in the community. And I will actually say, man, you know, we, we already have a lot of things doing it cause we do it out of our pocket. That is one thing about it. You know, we go to work, my wife, she worked, 
I work. We do things out of our pockets, out of our expenses, and um, you know we don't have no government funding or anything of that nature. Uh, so what we try to do things is try to give back. You know whatever we we're able to make. Like they tell us, say pay tithes and offerings. <laughs> this is our way of paying. We say our tithes and charity for what we will be blessed. That we have been making money and providing. So you know we try to give back to the community, but. Uh, Again, like I said, if anybody want to help contribute, so we can, you know, because we could buy other things to try to help as well. You want to try to help and you want to contribute to what we are doing. Uh, hey, man, that, you know, it all be good. But um, so you want to do that, you can just send, you know, a donation. Because we're going this Saturday. Because uh, there's also there's various things that we can still go buy and try to help out um, to provide more things for them. So, like I said, you want to contribute, brother, sister, you, you feel free. You can uh, have a cash app. And you can send a dollar sign at this um, what's it dollar sign at Culture Freedom Nine. One more time, that's dollar sign Culture Freedom Nine. And and and, and believe me, all of your um, whatever you contribute uh, goes straight to buying different products and things to go to them. We already have um, already paid. Like it's like the, we went there last week to try to check on. I've been there before. We 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 went there before before COVID. And we hadn't got a chance to get out and do anything since that COVID hit. Um, so we went there before and we provided meals for them. So they, their capacity, I think she said, housed a lot, about 50 people in there. And this is, this is a, um, a, a, a homeless shelter that's, it's a, it's a pastor who run it. And he, he don't have any of this government funding coming in either. So you can, this place I want to say, you know, it, it needs some work. It's, 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 it's kind of, you know, what we people might say ran down or whatever, but it's home to some of those people uh, that's in that community. So um, he's doing what he can, and there's a lot of people who try to com- contribute. Uh, last week we went over there. We went to go, you know, see with them and try to set up a schedule where we can come to them and talk to them to bring the food. Uh, they said they had a power outage in that area, and a Dollar General were right across the street for them. The power went out for a couple of hours. So, you know, the food that they had in storage, they could not sell it because the power went out. So they donated a lot of food to them and they was over there eating. So on, on this Saturday, uh, my wife and I, as far as I mentioned, we'll be there uh, to give them lunch because somebody else, we're going by 12 and then somebody else will come in at three o'clock and there will, they are going to provide them some dinner. So, so that's good. So, uh, we just want to throw that out there that so if anybody want to, you know, contribute something so we can, you know, just give them some more. We already have everything set, but we can always provide some other thing. Go buy my, maybe toothpaste and all of that stuff. Y'all want to do it again? Like I said, contribute. You can do it at dollar sign, Culture Freedom 9. But this is what we're about, man. Not just on here talking on the radio. And let me say this, too, for a matter of fact. And um, this is one thing that I appreciated about I appreciate about justice as well. Now y'all know Brother Justice and I. We used to go back and forth back in the day. We ain't gonna pray nothing of that hash none of that stuff. But we used to go back and forth. But even with us going back and forth, and just it was just it was just about information. It wasn't nothing personal. But one thing I can truly tell y'all about justice that I that I did admire and still admire. I know that brother be out there in the community. He get involved. He get involved in things. I know because he, he, he sent me pictures when he was out in different functions and stuff out in the community. We was getting his hands dirty, as they say, on the ground. So even with that brother, he gets out and he get involved in the community. And that's what it's about, brothers and sisters. We have to do 
involved in something. I don't care if you just go to a uh, town hall meeting, get involved, or what we talk about crime in the community. You just go to the meetings and trying to get involved in what's going on. Town hall meeting, uh, neighborhood watch meetings, um, something like say food and clothing drive. You know, we we, we like what we always we our own helpers. We the ones that we looking for. Ain't like I said, I won't say it again. Nobody is coming out the damn sky to help you. I know y'all might say, well, damn, how you saying it? All right, you believe in the Bible? Yeah, I believe in the Tanakh. But still again, as I said, I believe in the Tanakh as a Jew, Hardin, as a Jew. One thing is like what they want to call it. I don't believe in nobody coming out the sky and help you do a damn thing on this planet. It's all about you. It's all about what we are going to do. That's why, again, I even we look at it, even when you say that the most high, and whether you believe the story or not, brothers and sisters, just look at the principles behind the story. Who did the Most High tell to go free the people? Like, not saying that y'all got to believe it, but I'm just telling you. Look at the moral. Look at the principle behind the story. Who went and supposed to went and freed the people in Egypt? Now, I ain't telling y'all y'all got to believe that. But who was it? It was Moses. Did nobody come down out of the sky? The Most High didn't come down here. Did nobody aliens? Did nobody come to do it? So our whole thing, brothers and sisters, it's all about what we have to do. We have to do this. Nobody can free us but us. You get hungry, who's going to feed you? You. You know, you get a little help. But nobody's coming out of no goddamn sky, man. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't play that game around here. We're not going to do that. So that's what I'm saying. We, if anything going to have to be done, we're going to have to do it. Oh, what's going on? Here's some feedback. Well but, said, uh, yes, brother. Go ahead. Uh, well said. Go ahead. Uh, that's very admirable of you and your wife and uh, Liberation Tabernacle Ministries to uh, go out there with your heart and donate what you can and feed and help people and um, when they're in need. So I think that's very, very admirable, and uh, I appreciate that coming from you. And, yeah, like you say, uh, I do things in the community too when I can to help people, and I'm always trying to help somebody in any kind of way. Um even if it's just to help them with, um, you know, something that I can lift up and help carry for them or help them cross the street or any little thing you can do to help somebody, which I did yesterday with a lady crossing the street, and I was on the phone talking, and there's an older lady than me, and I'm walking across the street, and she needed to walk across the street, but it wasn't, she couldn't really see all the details of the traffic, so I stopped in the middle of the street, and waved her to come on across the street, and that helped her to safely get across to the other side. So, yeah, any little thing, it don't have to cost you anything to help somebody sometimes. It just could be something that you do. It was a nice gesture, and it was very, very, you know, friendly and, and helpful to somebody. So I try to do that every day. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's great, man. Yes, sir. And, brother, what you just said right there, the story you just told, I – there was an imam when I was in the mosque going as uh, going to the Muslim mosque. A brother gave that example. What you just said, because you know they have some called zakat, which is charity in Islam. They mm-hmm. call it zakat, and he gave the exact story that you said. He said even helping a uh, uh, elderly lady to cross the street, maybe trying to carry her groceries, that is a form of zakat. That is a form of charity, and, and what you just said, yeah. That is still a I'm a living story. embodiment of Jesus, man. I, I mean, like, I'm the living embodiment of, of Christ. 
So, yeah, that's how I try yes, to live. Sir. Yes, sir. Most definitely. And since, since you said that, you know, like I said, peace to everybody, man. We thank y'all for uh, tuning in and always um, uh, listening to Coach's Freedom Radio. And I want to give a big shout-out to a good brother who followed the show as well. He was asking me last week, we'll be coming on and follow the show. Brother Big Minds, Big Minds, appreciate you, brother, uh, for following Thanks, the show mind. as well. Yeah, Big Mind, Big Mind. Yes, sir. We need some Big Minds, brothers, who really can probably be thinking with those Big Minds. So appreciate you, brother, for tuning in and uh, always supporting the show. Um, let me see, where was, where was I going now? So we, we were talking about this. There's, I've been checking out, man. I, I, I had stopped listening to them. Um, but I've been checking out Sarnetta thing for a minute. Just see what's been going on in the conscious community, you know, try to get away, you know, just move away and, and just look at some other things for a while, see what's been happening. Uh, same old thing, same old thing in the conscious community. But here's something they got, a, they got, they have a, a priest of, oh man, somebody already, brother, get sent our brother, uh, $20. Brother, appreciate you, my brother. Thanks for the love. Most Wonderful. Brother. Thank you, brother. It, it's going straight. To the people, man. We appreciate like my wife, she'd be greatly appreciated. And, and also her job, um, when she was telling the people, she worked at I'm, I'm gonna say, brother, here's something. She worked at a soap company. And that's how we we're we we're, we're able to give the people a lot of the products. We was just we were just gonna take them some food. But she worked at a soap company. She went in and was telling the uh, the people that job what she's going out and do. Man, her job, man, donated and gave man, I mean big bags of uh soap like they make that soap i don't know if y'all heard it called duke cannon it's man them some big soap bars so they gave us bags and bags of soap and so we bought out we we give it the soap from the company and uh my wife been buying face towels and things of this nature because we even told they say yeah you know when people come uh we need some hygiene because people we try to keep soap but sometimes we run out so that would be helpful to them as well so we're gonna have that um we got, like I said, we got chicken. We got, I think we ordered like a case of chicken. Only 50 people. We got cases of chicken. It's going to be hot food. We're not, we got already ordered. We got to go just pick it up before we go over there Saturday. And, uh, man, we just got so much. We're going to try to give to people, man. And uh, it's it just a delight to do that, brothers, you know, just to help out the people. And the joy that I, you know, I get, you get from doing it, uh, I, I just go back to I get I jump off it I come back but I remember that from Islam my first day of Islam when I went out and did they called Dawah went out in the community I just gonna tell the story right fast and I get back to what I was talking about signing in a minute but my first thing brothers it was a community I used to live in they call it Binghamton here in Memphis I used to run those streets man and do all kind of dirt in the, in those streets out there and when I got locked up. You know, and I started practicing the religion of Islam. And when I got out, you know, I grew up still living there, so I went back to that community. But I, I was, I got into the mosque. And um, when I went to the mosque, they was talking about how they're gonna get out in the community, and they had this thing called dawah. I mean, getting out in community, talking to the people. And we, we went out, and they bought, um, you know, like the Nation of Islam. It was down. This mosque was under Warren Dean Muhammad, the Imam Warren Dean Muhammad, under his son. And made a peace and blessed be upon his soul. But anyway, they bought apples, oranges, and bananas and stuff, made fruit baskets. And so we went out in the community. I think I want to say it was either it was either on Christmas or either the day after Christmas. I can't recall what day it was. Now we weren't going out here getting them fruit baskets for Christmas. We just wanted to get out in the community 
and just get him, you know, we went door to door in, in housing, you know, housing communities, not projects, but housing communities. And we were just knocking on the door asking, hey, y'all want fruit basket? And even guys on the corner, we would just, hey, y'all want fruit basket? Like, man, hey, who are y'all? We was like, you know, we, we know we're from Massachusetts, got Mookmanoon, this, that, that. Well, y'all, y'all, buy, y'all selling this? We're like, no, nah, y'all get it, bro. And we were just giving it out. And, and just the joy on the people's faces. And for me, though, it was like, man, that was a great impression because I had been out in the streets, man, you know, in them same streets, doing dirt in those streets, bring wrecking havoc in those same streets into to get out now and start giving to people and see the joy as, as being on people's faces. Just just something simple as apples and oranges, man, and just the people appreciating it. And just, just being a part of something, a community like that, that Muslim market community, and you're out with people doing positive, man, that, bruh. I was like, you know what? I love this. Oh man, this is this is this is what I want to do. This this it. I like this. I love this right here. Mm-hmm. And so that was a, a really experience for me, man, and um, great experience. And I and I loved it. I, I remember that first day, man, at Dawad getting out. So man, it, it is no greater feeling than than that, man. To bring joy. You're right. To I mean, somebody else's life. Yes, sir. Go ahead, yeah, brother. You're right. Uh, you know, I just finish up and just I'll touch on that because I know when I see people who come out into Center City and they set up tables and they set up three or four tables and then they come out with it out of their car, out of the trunk of it in the back seat of the car with food and they bring it over to the tables and then they have paper plates and they have the kind of place that you fold over and close up and put some food in it like that, the containers. And then they'll put all the food on there, and then the homeless people will start lining up, and they will start making plates and passing those plates out to the people. And I, and I, I just know because those people took time out of their life to prepare home-cooked food. And they had rice out there. They had beans and stuff with some, uh, what they call those, uh, green uh, peas and string beans and macaroni and cheese and chicken. And it was giving them out juices and stuff like water and juice and stuff like that. And so uh, they give out a whole bunch of it. And they would be there like just about every night or every few nights or every, you know, on the weekend. Or I know a lot of times when I go downtown and see, uh, go past there because I wasn't driving. I'd use public transportation back then. And, uh, I'd see these people get out of their car a lot of times and set these tables up just to feed the people. And then now up there where you might have seen in Philadelphia have a high opioid crisis, and those people out there are living on the street and in little tents and on cardboard boxes, and I'll see people come to the main strip where they all at and get out of their cars and set up a table and start feeding them, and they drug addicts. These people be putting needles all in their arms all day. They walk around with four and five needles in their hand, but they'll walk up to that table and then feed them people, whether they had some needles or not. They feed them people and and uh, did what they had to to help those people the best way they could to show them people some love. 
that they wasn't getting nowhere else at all. And those people appreciate that so much, too. The people that's out there that's strung out, those are some of the most friendly and kind people I've ever spoken to. Because I go out there with leftover stuff from where I work and take out there every time I get off and, and, and take it up under that bridge and give it out to them. And they would be so grateful. They say, "Oh, thank you, thank you." And I do it a lot. And they say, "Thank you. Uh, you know, you're you're uh, you're a blessing. You you you're an angel." And these people who's on drugs, they call me an angel. And they say, "You know, uh, you're a godsend." And and uh, this one man I did this one night, and I'm under that bridge, and I got all this pizza and and, and all this chicken and all this stuff from the restaurant. And I, I, I'm, there's a whole bunch of leftovers, and I'm, I pull over and I start passing it out, and the people, well, I say, anybody hungry? First, I pull, roll the window down. Anybody hungry? Like, yeah, yeah. I say, okay, and I pull over, and they start walking up to the window, and I start passing food to the people, and they thank me, and they walk away, and I, sometimes I, would you like this or would you like that? And I treat them very kind. And they say, oh, well, I'll take that. And, uh, and some people, they didn't like certain things. Oh, I don't eat pork. Some people might say they don't eat pork, and I would pass them something else. And um, so, yeah. And then one time, then I was up under that bridge, and a man gave me $20 while I was giving away the food, and I, re I was trying to refuse the money. I was trying to refuse this money. I said, no, man, I don't want nothing. I'm not out here for nothing. He said, no, sir, no. You're doing a good thing, and these people really, you know, they really appreciate that, and I appreciate seeing you do it and everything. This is white dude, and he's out there with these drug people and stuff, but they get money or whatever. They might he get money some kind of way. He had $20 to give me while he out there with them and thanking me for bringing the food to him and stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna look at that in a few. Uh, Aria, I ain't. Yeah, I got to look and at I, this. And, and, and Reen, I said that I sent it to your brother. Uh, uh, we want to give our brother some shout outs. You know, uh, he, he, his brother been listening to the show for years as well. We want to give your brother some shout. Yeah, I, I'm bad at names, yo. That's why I sent it to you, man. <laughs> you okay, let me see. I'm gonna look. I'm, at, I'm looking at, at stuff now. What you got? What you got here? I, I, I messed a name. Oh, more. okay, and, okay. Let me get my glasses on here. I'll tell you just who it was. Yes, sir. My mama hadn't told me my name. I probably couldn't pronounce my own damn name. Okay. Yes, sir. This guy, this is a good brother here, and uh, he sent you $20 for your movement to help the people and helping feed them and everything. There's a very great person here. His name is Vernonson Scapil. Yes, sir. Well, long as we get the first name, yes, sir, brother. Listen, I just want to make sure we give our brother some recognition, because I'm bad Vernanson at pronouncing the name. Scipio, Vernanson Scipio. Yes, sir. As far as I hope we pronounce your name right, yeah. brother. Hope we <laughs> pronounce that. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's very, very cool, my brother. Thanks a lot for that. For Culture Freedom Radio and Liberation yes, Tabernacles Ministry, what they're gonna be doing with Ariane, his wife. So, yeah. Great thing, yeah, great yeah. thing. That's great yeah. that we got people out here. They got big hearts, and they listen, and they enjoy Culture Freedom Radio with us. 
Yes, sir. And we're most definitely going to do the right thing with it, brothers and sisters. So most definitely. Every time we ever had something, that's what we did. Every pay for our time, we did that. Uh, great appreciate. But I just want to make sure we give everybody proper, you know, uh, respect, and especially the brother. Uh, he's, he's been listening. Man, I forgot the brother said how many years he's been with us and listening. Um, well, did he know us? He out of, out of us. Oaktown. Yes, sir. Out of Oaktown. No, he knows yes, us. Oh, okay. He, yeah. oh, okay. He's I, can call, I, when, call him. I was I was like <laughs> he, we ahead, can call brother. him brother V. Brother V. He said we can call okay. him brother V. That, that what he said? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he said brother V. Yeah, sir. you know I'm old yeah, school. I probably chopped his name up too then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We, we, he said we can call him brother V. Yes, sir. That's good. Okay. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Out of Oak Town. Oak Town three five seven. I used to live wow, in Oak, by the way. that's crazy. <laughs> and, and, and MC Hammer just had his 61st birthday. He's from Oaktown. Oh, he did? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But check this out, brother. Um, since I go back into this, this side and other things, we were talking about something earlier. Now, they're supposed to be having this little debate, right? <clears throat> and um, it's, I mean, not sign out of hell. It's, it's Captain Desoriac supposed to be going up against Shaka Akmos, right? And... The topic of the debate they're supposed to be having is, yeah, where it go, y'all? Who's ancient? Now, the topic is kind of crazy to me, but, you know, it is what it is. It's starting out of them, but it's whose ancient writing, yeah, whose ancient writing can fix the black community? Whose records are stronger? This is what they're debating. Shaka Agmos against Captain Desaria. Y'all already know what it is. Kemet against the Hebrews of Israelite. Absolutely, Whose ancient absolutely. writings can fix the black community? I can, see, I can see where this is going already. I can see where that will be going already. <laughs> what, 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 what do you think about that now? And I'll give my opinion if you want to go ahead first. Who set that up? Uh, what, yeah, that's Sarnetta them. You know how they do it. Whose ancient writings can fix the black community? Which one is stronger? That's the topic. That's the title of the debate. Yeah. But just, yeah, just whose well. who's writings can fix the black community? Yeah. That's, that, that's opinion really related. Like, is this going to be an opinion? And then who has the most evidence to support the opinion of the facts that uh, support either side of the argument? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm already looking at the Hebrew side as what it is, is from where they're coming from, from the Torah and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, because so that's what it is. Looking, Captain Zoriak, yeah, he so, only can use the Bible, and Shaka can only present information from Kemet. So it's trying to show, um, I guess, which one. They, it's crazy when they say writings. But no, which one no, of the I literature that we can use? I understand it completely. The yeah. argument is, is, I mean, it's actually a good one. And there is maybe one that might have the stronger suit for the ultimate question that was posed, right? There might be one that may be maybe more sufficient for for that, what, you know, the question that needed to be answered. I say no. I said there isn't. There isn't. A, I mean, I don't think it's one. I don't think. Now, just my personal opinion. See, I've been a practitioner of both, both craft, well, both traditions, and I call it traditions. 
Kimmy, and I still have all of my books, and I'm, I got some I want to read in, in at the wild about some stuff from from um, the philosophies of Maad. I say both could be beneficial. I, I I don't take neither one and say neither one would is, is better than the other, and I tell you why. And especially when they talk about writings. Now, both could be a if 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 the principles. And here's the thing about it. If you we see the thing about what people even look at the Tanakh, and this is one thing that the Jews, I would say the European Jews, they do. They don't read it and study the Tanakh like most of like we said, the African American community or the black Hebrews. They don't do that. They go in and, and that's why you'll see them and I hate to hate to say it a little bit, but that's why they'll see that a lot of things they apply it, their things different. They don't look at it as take it all way as in a religious, literal-like sense, like you will see some of the Israelites out here doing. That's why you will see somewhat, I, this, some of this, their communities a lot more successful. They're not waiting. They're not, you know, with all that crazy. That's why they're still building in things, but they're buildings up because they're going off principles, that they go with the principles behind it. And here's the whole a thing, but even with Kemet, like, I just I say I see both of them could be beneficial if you learn the principles behind the stories. Don't take this lot of the stuff down little like Adam and Eve and all that. Those are stories to, that you can learn from allegories, metaphors to learn from. Wasn't no damn a man, oh no one man, one woman. That whole thing biting off no damn fruit off no tree. These are stories to teach mankind lessons about certain things right so but you you have to learn the principles and our ancient people when you learn how our ancient people thought and how their philosophies how they talk with metaphors and things and and if okay and just say like today okay if they want to say the comedic way is is better you we would have to ask then with all these comedic guys who who goes against the Bible and the conscious community who goes against the Bible, why aren't the why aren't the communities much better then? If 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 this uh, and that's why I basically moved away from the Kemet doctrine as well. A lot of y'all know the story, but if it was better and helping our black community, why is it why is it not better already then? If it's already better, because I, I, if we, would, if we say the Bible is is what's poisoning our people, we should see more people on the comedic side have more businesses, have the more uh, more organized communities, and and with all of this violence, where are they at as uh, speaking out against all this violence and things that's going on? You see, you, you I ain't gonna lie, whether it's the messianic community, you see, you see a lot of our brothers and sisters talking against this stuff all day long about the unrighteousness going on. The Bible community, I'm just saying the Bible, whether it's Christians, it's Hebrews, or whatever we want to call it. I, I just think the principles behind it can, if it's properly learned, properly applied, both of them. All of them, but you have to learn the principles behind the stories. And this is why we're all keeping right. ourselves divided because they all – go ahead. I'm going to let you go ahead, and I'll I come back to some stuff. No, no, no. I ain't, I'm going to sit back. Go ahead and finish your point. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, because I it, – it, and, and, and what they – and what all of the base is doing is constantly divide each other because it's always like a, who came up with what first. And this is why I keep – brothers, brothers and sisters – 
and and there are some um misguided Israelites out here. They don't want to acknowledge that they are from Africa. Well, we use this title from Africa. Hell, it, they, they did come from Africa. Just because you moved and migrated some time ago, you went into Samaria, you went into Mesopotamia, and later became those people, but you migrated from that continent at one time, and later you became that. But then you, when you say you was in the west coast of Africa when you're doing the transatlantic slave trade, whether you like that name or not, and that's what, what people kind of like even with some of our uh, indigenous people, they kind of hate acknowledging coming from that continent, what we call Africa. Somehow there's a, a hate relationship or uh, sometimes it may be like they are ashamed because of transatlantic slave trade to say you're from Africa. So you try to disassociate yourself from Africa. I have no problem saying that I'm an African. I have no problems with that. I would tell you, hell, as some Hebrews would say, Israel is a part of Africa. It's still a part of that continent. But you would get some Hebrews to get mad at you because you say, there ain't no goddamn African. Well, you know, that's another whole story. That's them. Uh, but it's all about a divide. So when we look at it, I mean, I'm going with this. A lot of these things are borrowed culture, man. We borrowed ideals. We borrowed concepts. I can't stand to hear this now. And I used to say it one time when I was ignorant, too. Listen to a lot of this foolishness. They stole this from us. They stole this from us. Here, here and check this out. The country community a lot of times will say they stole this from us. They stole the Hebrews stole this from us, and they made up the Bible. Well, they copied it. They copied it. Well, if somebody copied it from you, if we copied it, that's the, the Torah. If we copied it, is it is it not true then? Because we copied it. Maybe we changed a couple of that. So is it not true? Because if you had the truth and we copied what you had, so what's the problem? What's the problem? We copied what, if yours was so great, we just copied a good thing then, right? I don't want to copy no, none of this bull crap. We copied a good thing. We mimicking something that's good. Like we see white folk that mimic us and the shit that we do, stuff that we do, excuse my French, stuff that we do all the time and benefit off of it. Brother, okay, uh, Brother V says they don't care about uh, the true cause. They just want the likes and attention from the, the sheeple. Yes, sir. That debate is for the people who have who have done the research on that. I probably who haven't who haven't done the research. You're right, brother. You surely right, bro, brother. <laughs> I like to appreciate. It. I'm glad, the brother, you get a chance to uh, uh, chime in as I read some of his comments throughout the show. My brother be sharing the comments. He's right. And it, 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 it it's just a show, man. Like somebody said, it's a conscious reality show. Is a country rally. Yeah, it is. I don't even, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. I love love, uh, Sun Matter, but I I don't care for all those debates. Now, I I like good talk, and when there's some good discussions going on on his channel, even one time this one guy came on there and totally, I think, won the debate, and it was this white dude who talked real country, and to me, he crushed them, and I was like, "That's amazing!" Like this white farmer-looking dude came on Sinatra and really was bringing truth, and really kind of—I was surprised. And I, it was like one crazy thing. So, at any rate, I don't care for the debates, and I don't really watch them because the thing is a waste of my time. So I don't really do that. But I do understand how you know you might want to say whether or not 
which one of the aspects of religion or uh, the spiritual practice may have helped our children. What was that question again? Um, which one of them can fix? Which which they say which ancient writing? Now notice what they're saying. Which ancient writing can fix the black community? Okay, okay. So there is either of uh, blueprints were taken, then both or either either one could fix the black community. But we would have to tot- in total totality relearn Hebrew and learn and think in that kind of a way, or we would have to embrace the Ma'at system and have understanding of the principles of Ma'at and, and, mm-hmm. and how that could help to eradicate the problems that we're having and how the system, it was a, a very perfect system and all like that, where it didn't have room for error. So, you know, um, that worked for a very, very long time until outside forces came into play. And with the other one, with the original aspects of the ideas of serving the creator and looking out for your tribe or your group, doing things righteously, then that, that's going to work. That, that will help too. So it just depends. Like if we had to take one or the other, both would work. Either one, and we would just 100% put our attention to what that is, and then the outcome should be what we were looking for. That's just my opinion. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, it, it, it's all about – yeah, I just think, man, especially you talk about which ancient writing can fix poor people. <laughs> I just said, man, damn, asking a damn question. Just go out and do it. That's that's what we can start. That's my thing. Just go out, like they said, like Nike. Just go do it, man. Stop all that asking all these old dumbass questions. Just get out and do it. And and, and I, I had some money gonna get in because I want to play something else. I want to jump into something else. I just want to throw that out too. But even with, I be tripping off of this. I was listening to something with Reggie. Um, it was a clip with Shaka Indu Kemet. I might can play some. Uh, I'm, I disconnect my phone. Damn, I'm looking for my clip I had. It looked like it disappeared. Um, but I'm listening. This is why sometimes I used to tell y'all, man, some of these guys are so damn disingenuous about stuff. Um, I was looking at some stuff earlier. i throw something out here. They never tell you about Samaria. They never go into that area over there, what we call the the ancient Near East in that area, Mesopotamia and all of that. But there are some books I have. And I showed you, I think I showed you justice. They called the uh they was calling the Sumerian the black headed people. Now yeah. are they meaning that these people were actually black? But I've seen several things that they saying is they call them the black headed people. Hmm. They were interesting, they ain't were. it? They definitely but were. There you go. But you I showed them something in a minute. Yes, sir, but they showed that migration where those people actually moved, and they moved out of Africa and went into that region and later became Samaria and all of that area. But they came up out of Africa and things of that nature. Um, but they never tell us about that for some reason. They keep us stuck in Kemet. They want, we always say, and I have no problem with Kemet. I still study a lot of Kemetic stuff. 
uh, I mean, not stuff, but uh, information and traditions. I still, you know, I don't really teach it like, you know, nothing like I used to because I'm mostly into the, um, uh, I want to say Judaic or whatnot, Israelite traditions now, but I still hold a lot of these. Just, I, can't, I don't throw no information away, don't throw no knowledge away. Whatever the principles I can get that's helped me and to help me uh, help others, hell, I utilize it. I keep it. Um, Still, all of my committee, when I have I right in front of me, like I said, this book is called the uh, Ma'at Philosophy, and I get into some when I get to play in this clip. But um, it, it, it's man, I don't know, brother. So we just got to stop playing these damn games. Oh, this is what I was gonna go with. Like Reggie, that's why I get back on now. Reggie, that was a clip with Shaka Indu Kimmy was talking about him. Now they always going against the Hebrews, talk about this this junk and this this and other. But it's found out a lot of these guys that talk about Kimmy, they're always pushing Kimmy, but you wonder why. How come they not they don't follow any other spiritual systems of Kimmy? But you get them and ask them, what do you believe in? Well, I don't believe like Reggie, like I don't believe in none of this stuff. I don't believe in none of the truths. I don't believe in none of them so called gods. I don't believe he just said, Well, I just studied the history of Kimmy. That's what he said. He said, I don't believe in none of, I don't believe none of them stories were true. I mean he just like he said, I bang on Kimmy. I'm like, what? I'm trying to. I need to find this so I can play that for y'all, so y'all don't think I'm making it up. But he said that I was like, damn, because Shaka Hindu Kimmy was was playing that, and he played the video with talking about Reggie, and I was like, damn. But you all, but they always push Kimmy, 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 Kimmy. But here's the thing: you pushing something, but you're not a practitioner of your own self. When people question you on it. Well, what you believe in, brother? What you do? You do you subscribe? Because they be getting on Jabari. Here's a tip part. Of, uh, here's a trip part about it too, which I would give Jabari his props. And this is why I, res- I, I do would say I can I would respect Jabari because at least Jabari he will say he's he said he's a priest or clergy in the comedic spiritual because Kemet was right, spiritual right. people. They were spiritual people. They believed in the God. They believed in spirituality. But these guys do not. They just want to pretend we're dealing with the history. And they want to always think like everything was about science. Now, like Jabari was saying, yes, it was science and spirituality. So people act like you cannot be spiritual and deal with science at the same time. That's crazy as hell. Because if you, if, if you could not be, there's a lot of hospitals will be closed right now. Because a lot of the sure hospitals would. that we go to are Christian hospitals. I'm just going to tell you. I know here in Memphis, they are Christian damn hospitals. They have one called St. Francis here. They have one called Methodist here. And that's a Methodist dealing with the Methodist uh, denomination. You get shot, your ass going to a Christian hospital. They're going to rush your ass down into the Christian hospital to stitch you up or whatever. You're having a heart attack. So they got a you know hospital they here. are hospitals. Shriners, yeah. So if you di- if you are in a hospital, you know damn well these Christians have to deal with science. If he's a pharmacist, he got to be dealing with science. He's dealing with chemistry. So they be tripping me out with this shit like a person just because he say he believe in the Creator, he believe in God, or believe in Jesus, whatever. They don't deal with science. See, that's they bullshit that they have a problem with. Because of slavery and talking about the white man forced this on us when it was our ancestors who created all of this stuff in the beginning. That's why I said, find sure, me a dude. goddamn atheist nation in Africa. 
Find me an atheist nation in Africa. I don't give a damn what the name of the deity they was calling on, but all of them somehow, they, they, they call on and believe in some kind of supreme deity outside of themselves that was controlling the affairs of man. Find me an atheist goddamn nation in Africa. You might do it now, but in the ancient times, we always talk about the ancients. You'd be hard. I, I, I promise you ain't, you ain't going to find it. I don't give a damn in the wood kind of woods you go into Amazon, anywhere, you're not going to find it. That's why they always say black people most, I used to hear this, both black people are the most, the most spiritual people on the damn planet Earth. But it, but it is. But go ahead, Brother Justin. We Dave, sure are. We used to be. To we we used to go be. ahead, Brother. We probably still are, but mm, oh, yeah. go ahead, Sorry, what'd you say? But no, yeah, you we still are, but, you know, they're trying to hit us with this new age stuff to try to take us away from this shit. But, but it's just a point, brother, and I'm going to end on that and let you go ahead. It's just a point that people, uh, these people who are trying to push stuff on other people and calling all of this riff because a person uh, choose to. And, 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 and we have our right. Everybody has their right. If you want to believe in a spiritual tradition, whatever it may be, that's your right. That's your right. I can't tell Justin. Y'all, one thing about it, even though I'm on here talking about this, do y'all hear me trying to say, y'all need to be following the Bible, y'all need to be following the Israelite way, man, join my stuff here, follow this. No, I don't do that. I say this is tradition, and number one, I got to tell you people, I can't prove to say nothing that I'm on Israelite, I'm on Jew. I can't prove that. I say this is a tradition that I choose to follow. And and other things that I, I still read and study as well. But I don't push nothing on nobody. My wife, my wife don't claim none of this. She don't claim to be no Israelite. She don't claim to be a Jew. She don't claim none of that. And I do not force nothing on her. You, you need to be doing this, woman. You ought to be doing. I don't force none of that on her. I don't even force her to read. If she want to read the Bible, she, that's that's on her. That's on her. I don't I don't force nothing on her. No, on nobody. That's your choice. I share things with you, and and it's your choice. But all of this trying to tell people they don't have to and this that. And now I'll tell you again, and now we're going to get into some other things about the violence in the community, what's going on in our communities. Again, a lot of us was raised with traditional values, maybe coming from the church, maybe coming from the mosque. And now you look at all of this new age stuff and people are getting to and turning away from the spirituality from us as people. And how is that turning out, brothers and sisters? At uh, Yo Gotti's club last night, uh, I think it's his mother. Actually, that's, he bought it for his mother. It, actually, the the restaurant had just closed. It wasn't a club, but it was a restaurant. Um, last night, right after they closed, I think they say at least five people or more got shot at the club last night. And, um, you know, like 10 people actually got shot at, at, at last night altogether. Shot some, a couple of them died all together last night just in just in this city alone uh just last one night it's just met the uh, uh chaotic out here uh cars are getting stolen like crazy still breaking in um it's just out a younger people man just how they killing each other just don't make no damn sense brothers and sisters now you having clergy who's out here supposed to be um uh, they're supposed to be having some kind of rally out in the area called Frazier out here to stop, you know, to, to speak on the violence. The pastors now trying to come out. It, it's just, it's just gotten out of hand, man. The way our young people are doing it and robbing, it, breaking in these stores, stealing cars, driving them into uh, 
department stores and shit. Now they, they don't broke into one black man. Now we always talk about support black business. That's one black man. They, man, they don't rob this man's store back to back to back several times. A man said he can't even, he got to close down. He got to close down. Because they, they breaking in this shit, stealing this shit, man. Cause are breaking in just over and over. I think they don't rob, broke in this stuff at least three times. At least three times and taking every damn thing. It's getting terrible, man. And 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 I say politicians are not going to fix our problem. Politicians all want to always want to scream. Well, we need more laws. We need to change the laws. We need to make the toughen the laws and make the laws stricter. Stricter. Even when they talk about the gun laws, the situation that's just happened in Nashville, which they want to, they don't put this out that much. They want to this transgender. Let me say it, y'all. This transgender who went in there and shot that school. That, that church up the other day, the church school up the other day. Yeah, I said a transgender. I'm, I'm making sure I said it on purpose. This transgender went in there and shot up that church school with those children in it and some adults in it. Um, but they always, now they want to talk about gun laws. They always want to do that when there's a shooting like that. We got to have more trouble. Listen, you can make every goddamn new law, thousands upon thousands upon laws new all you want to. That's not going to do any goddamn good. Because the people not following the ones you have. So what the hell make you think you put a new law, new laws, or stricter laws on the book, they're going to follow that. They don't do it. The simplest thing is jaywalking. Hell, I do it too. People don't even got to follow that damn law jaywalking. So you can make any goddamn law. Here's the situation. Here's the thing. And I even got a damn near quote Paul on this one, y'all. <laughs> Paul even said this one, and I'm not a Paul person, not a New person, not New Testament person, but hell, facts is facts. Paul said that that uh, that we not, you should not uh, conform to the ways of the world, but he said we need to. He said you got to take out the old man and put on a new man. He said you need a renewing of the mind, and that is the thing. New laws is not the problem. I mean, not the answer. Our people need a renewing of the mind. They need their minds renewed. It's a mind thing because people are doing things under the influence of what other people said. These damn uh, uh, TikTok challenges, this challenge, under the influence of somebody, maybe pressure from their peers to who they're around. That's the problem. It's a mind problem. It ain't a law problem or a lawlessness problem. That's the damn situation. So you're just going to be putting more laws on the bound books that they ain't going to get that, that nobody going to follow anyway. So this is what the, the politicians just always grandstanding and like they really trying to do something. You want to do something, fix the goddamn budget, fix the economy. That's what you can damn fix. But we as other people, like what we're doing and pastors and whoever else, uh, just people in the community, we have to fix our young brothers and sisters mindsets. That's what's that's what needs to be done. Other than that, it's going to continue to be the same way. As long as people keep thinking what they're doing is right and is act, it's proper to keep acting like they're doing. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Go ahead, brother. Dive right to, on in now. I wanted to talk about demonic spirits in our youth. Mm. Yes, sir. Go and ahead. The number one leading demonic spirit in our youth is music. 
the number two leading demonic spirit in our youth is the media with the TV and the movies. And the third leading demonic spirit in our youth is the gaming, the video games that makes them desensitized towards committing carjackings and shooting people and killing people and they're living their lives like it's a video game. So, yeah, these demonic spirits in our youth is something that, to me, is appalling. It is something to me is almost, like, unimaginable to where we have, have uh, to where we are now, to where we came from even in the last 40 years. Right now, the demonic spirits in our youth are overwhelming. And what, when you sent me that video of those young fellas standing outside trying to sell water to cars that pull up and want to give them a dollar for a bottle of water and drive on off, here comes a car that pulls up with some young thugs in it and want to accost these young fellas that's trying to sell the water to them and want to rob them of the money that they made from the little water that they selling. And they ain't had nothing but some change and they asked them to give them the money that they got. And they passed them some change and say, Oh, y'all, y'all, uh, some broke, broke, uh, dudes or something. And they was just being real nasty and threatened to kill them and said, the next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. I mean, how could you how could you want to live in that same environment after someone threatens your life to the point where they said they when they see you again, he's gonna shoot you mm-hmm. after you trying to do something good, trying to do something different to make money to just survive or to get something to eat or do what you need to do, somebody want to come that's making some money and they drug dealers and whatnot, they making more money to help these guys out if they wanted to to pass them some money, like, you know, and, and say, yeah, get something to eat or, or, or get yourself something to do something, here's $10 or something. They want to take their little $1 from them and then threaten to kill them. I mean, that makes you not want to believe there's any hope for your life if you're 15 or 16 and someone come up to you and threaten you and you trying to do something that's different or what you might think is the right thing or something that's not something that's troublesome to somebody else. Now, how can that be something that's troublesome to somebody and you drive up on them and they're just trying to offer some water and if you want to give them a dollar to help their cause in, in exchange for a bottle of water and you threaten them and get nasty with them, it's 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 appalling. It's out of control. It's demonic to even behave that way. And then for the person that's on the other end of it, it it's it's humiliating for your life to be threatened. You 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 just don't know what you can do or where you can go or what what can be done. And it seems like nothing can be done. It seems like. <clears throat> He done put a target on his back now, and this man who said that out of his mouth may fulfill that, what he said. 
just because he's a fool that's led by demonic spirits. And there's other cases, many, many cases of these children that are led by demonic spirits that this young man was just walking home from school, and he's a very smart young kid, 15. He uh, top of his class. He got a bright future ahead of him. Ain't got, don't involve with nobody. You know, no, no drugs, nothing going on in his little life. But it's something going on on the internet or Facebook, Instagram, something there. Somebody said something or he said something and it got somebody upset. Four of them jumped out the car or something and shot him up and ran off. He's dead now. But he had the brightest future ahead. He's 15. Some teenagers ran up on it, all masked up in black clothes, little skinny ass little ninjas, and shot him down. Mm. And that's demonic. That's evil. It's wicked. For somebody who can do that to somebody, don't have a care about nobody's life. They don't, don't have a care about life at all. Just can do this. Just can come up and shoot somebody in the chest and all up in his body. Shot him in his chest and, and some five other times in his body. Teen, he has the brightest future ahead. It's crazy to me. But how how could you? When I was that age, we didn't have this going on. We weren't afraid of our youth uh, acting crazy. They wearing masks and stuff and got evil intent and then they come up with diabolical wicked plans to do something bad to somebody else for no reason or a very small reason or hardly any reason just to do it just to do it let's go out and see what we can do get in trouble and and and, and, and. why why are we doing this because they took and stripped everything out of the schools there's nothing there for the children. They don't have nothing that they want to get up and go to school and say, yeah, I can't wait to go to school today so I can finish up my painting in my art class that I started two weeks ago. Or, yeah, I can't wait to get to school because, uh, you know, I'm learning the trumpet and um, in my band class, you know, band practice and everything. We're going to be doing a uh, – we're going to be entertaining for our homecoming at at the school homecoming this year and and i can't i can't wait to just go to school so i can um practice on my instrument or yeah i I can't wait to go to school so i can learn uh auto mechanic auto mechanics again you know i learned how to uh fix brakes and uh change engines and fix engines and change spark plugs and do everything you know, change tires and rotate them and do everything. I learned how to do that in that class. And then wood class, learn how to make wood, uh, like get wood, make a table, a glass mirror, and put it with wood and stuff around it, and uh, make a drawer. And, you, you you know, you make all kinds of stuff in wood class. Well, they strip the schools of everything. You can't learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. You used to have home economics in the school. 
and you learn how to cook and even sew. And today, just imagine if they had home economics in the urban schools where all the people who want to be entrepreneurs that would take full advantage of learning how to sew and make clothes and put their name on it and sell it online, in the stores, or everywhere. That that would be another, we would be so far ahead now if they didn't strip the schools of everything. Now, you strip the schools of everything, what you going, what you think is going to happen? They don't have nothing to do. All they're going to do is what they learn that you teach them to do in your music, in your media, the TV and movies, and in your games, because that's what's leading them. That's what's teaching them to do mischief and to misbehave and to be uh, have no regard for life and to be desensitive towards anyone's life or what they might have in their future that they could be doing and live to have a longer life, and you killing them, and you around the same age, all 15 and 16, killing each other, shooting to kill. You're not having a fight like me and Sunray. We grew up, we, we had some different differences and stuff. We just duped it out. We might fight for a few minutes, but when we was done, we had respect for each other. Yes, sir. And we we live we even live to see another day. We might go to school with a black eye, but a bloody lip tomorrow. But hey, we had a fight, and look, everybody know, and it's over now. And that's how you should be. You shouldn't kill somebody because you can't. You had a disagreement, and look how far we've come from when we used to just. You know, you put, okay, y'all have a disagreement, you would stick a, a stick on somebody's shoulder, and you knock that stick off my shoulder, you're talking about my mama. It's something you to make up something to fight for. Then you had a little fight, and you scrapped, and people looked, and, and then you broke it up, and then everybody went away. Nobody died. I had a lot of scraps coming up, because I was always the new kid on the block. And you know what happens when you're the new kid in the neighborhood, you're going to get tested. And I'm constantly moving. My mom was always moving to different places all the time. So I'm constantly moving and end up in fights. But I never, maybe only one time, I was to the point where I might have been scared that I might die, but just only once. But it wasn't one with a gun. This boy had a knife on me one time. He had, took hostage over me with a knife. Okay? And, uh, and uh, shit, you know, he finally decided to let me go, and I went on the left. So, yeah, that's all that, you know. We was probably 11, 12 years old then. Now imagine these kids today. This boy the other day got a hold of his gun, or he got a hold to his parents' gun that was left un, you know, locked up or whatever. You know how you're supposed to put your gun away and stuff. Well, anyway, this 10-year-old got a hold to the gun. His 12-year-old brother is right next to him and whatnot. He somehow shoots his 12-year-old brother in the chest with the gun. I meant to send you that, but I didn't have no services the other day. I'm going to look it back up and send you that one, but my goodness. A 10-year-old shot his 12-year-old brother in the chest with his mother and father of one of their guns. It might not Mm. even been a legal gun. It might, you know, how they have a gun, it ain't even registered. 
or it ain't, you know, a legal gun. And, and so however the case, I'm going to find out more because I didn't have no data. So i got to go back and look that up. That's what I say. I've been thrown off for a couple of days. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. So, yeah, man. go ahead. You can jump on back in, man, if you yes, want sir. to think about Yes, sir. Then I got a clip I want to play else. Before I read this, I mean, before I play this little clip, like 11 minutes, they, they're talking about violence. Um, is violence a problem in the black community? I just want to reach out a little bit from uh, this book I have called Ma'at Philosophy. Yes, sir. Ma'at Philosophy by a good brother. I love a lot of his books. Man, I have a lot of his books. Uh, brother uh, Muata Asby. Muata Asby. I like a lot of his books. He have a lot of comedic things. That, um, I have one over there, The Comedic Tree of Life. I got that one over there. Man, he just got so many excellent books. Good brother. I have a lot of books. Even the, um, he wrote a book on the Purim Haru. So I even have that one as well. So, yeah, I told him, man, I'm a library now. He just ain't got no Bibles up in here. <laughs> yes, sir. So y'all know that. Well, let, let me go here. He's going in to talk about, so we talk about Ma'at, since they want to talk about the things in Kimmy. What's his best to fix our community? Um, with ancient writings. But just check this out. See, if we start applying these and start teaching our people, we ain't got to put no name on it. We ain't got to put Kemet on it. We ain't got to put the Hebrew. We ain't got to put it like this. Just teach our people some principles. But right here in this book, he was he was mentioning something. He was talking about violence. But he was saying here, he says, it must be clearly understood that the virtue, that that virtuous behavior and behaviors that are based on pursuing vices is and are a factor of spiritual immaturity. He says, every human being has the innate capability to develop and experience a virtuous, a virtuous character. Therefore, if one wants to promote peace and nonviolence in the world, one must seek to promote virtue in others. This means helping others to discover their inner potential for experiencing a higher state of connectedness through humanity and the universe and a uh, and a deeper fulfillment in life. Anger and violence are a mark of immaturity. Those who seek to use violence to have their way to control others or to promote order in society are in reality expressing their own inability to control themselves. Let me read that part again. Those who seek to use violence to have their way to control others or to, or to promote order in society are in reality expressing their own inability to control themselves. When there is true virtue, virtue there will be no desire to control others for egotistical purpose or through the use of violence. And that's from the Ma'at philosophy. I love this book, man. Uh, I hadn't read it all, <laughs> uh, but it has a lot of stuff. Just talk about the Ma'atic principles and all of these type of things. Just going into a lot of comedic stuff. See, this is, I love it, man. And and I utilize, and, I utilize this. Go ahead, bro. No, I relate well with that too. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And 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 that's that's some good principles behind a lot of this stuff. So, like I said, man, a lot of these things we want to, you know, they want to have debate. We just got to start applying this stuff, man. Let it be manifested in the way you walk. We ain't got to go around putting no damn label on it, no name on it. Just that's we just got to apply it and make these things um, exemplified in our lives, and people will see it. You know, they ain't got to know. 
Well, wait, man, what, what, what is that? What's that? Where did that come from, brother? Well, that's the Hebrew thing, you know. No, uh, we ain't got to do that. <clears throat> and and did, did our people in ancient times go around doing that? Did they go around labeling it? Well, this is a comedic thing. Or they just, just, they just did it. They just they did just it. Practiced. They, they just practiced. They did it. There you go. They just, that's all they did back then. You know, but, you know, and we, it we're worked. now it in modern well. times. There you go. We're it here in modern so well, times, the one arguing about what they had. We wouldn't, I don't know, I can't say we wouldn't be here, but we're here today because they had civilized the world through their thoughts and their spirituality and everything. You know, but now we we, we so, I guess we are so educated now, so educated. <laughs> And now yeah. that we think we know better, way better than them, and a lot of the stuff that brothers around here hollering about, because they got, and it's, and I gotta say this, y'all, I gotta play the race card. They go to these so-called white universities who get their master's degree, as I said, master's degree from the slave master, so proudly. And I'm not knocking nobody for going to college. I'm just, I'm just playing around a little bit. And they think they know so goddamn much. They want to talk about well, you. They want to always talk about the white man on one end, but you so goddamn proud because your master don't gave you a degree. Now you want to shit on your African your African ancestors because now you want to talk about science this and you be quoting goddamn Darwin and all this old other uh, uh, Isaac Newton and all this other bullshit. Now you want to shit on the information that your African ancestors actually provided for them to even learn. They provided a way for goddamn and all these goddamn white astrologers and, and all of these goddamn people. Now you want to talk about your people don't know what the hell they're talking about. And let me let me see can I do this right. Let me see can I hit this Bluetooth. Let me do this one thing. Then I got, I want to play this other clip. Let me see with this Bluetooth. You know, since I mentioned Reggie right fast, let me see with this Bluetooth pick up. Uh, hold up. No, it ain't going to work. Let me see. Let me see. I got to do this here. Let me see what they pick up. And then I'm gonna, I got to put this other clip because it's going into this thing about violence. I got to hook this up to my uh, switchboard right there. Just, just to show y'all, man. You, you watch some of these goddamn people that's always trying to tell you, you need to practice this. This is better than this. Turn down somebody else's stuff. Be like, okay, what, what are you a part of, bro? What, what do you subscribe to? They have nothing that they subscribe to, but they always want to tear down somebody else's foundation. And But... What the hell are they a part of? That's what I want to know. Let me see what this play right there. I don't believe in old Egyptian gods. Can you hear that, uh, uh, Brother Justin? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, let me get yes, to sir. Um, it. Yes, sir. It's real short. I'm trying to get to the right part. Get to the right part. Let me back up. Who's saying bit. that? Who is that? Who's that's saying Reggie. that? That's Brother Reggie. Oh, Reggie. Uh-huh. Oh, that's the yeah, brother yeah. that supports uh, uh, Kemet, right? Hey, he's supposed to. He always talking about it. But let's check it out. You gonna hear what he said right back. Take it out. What what word is he using? What does it mean? Let me see. We'll get to you. And if he knows what it means, then how does he know what it means? Is he relying on the Greeks? But anyway, over two pages in the book, the historical, oh. the historical origin of Christianity, Walter Williams explained why he feels the Middle Ages have not been deciphered. We have uh, scholars all. Right Don't bring me some, you know, you know. Accredited university, okay? You know, let's, let's at least do that. You know, I never heard one single PhD in an, from an accredited university that state that the Mennonite 
a state that the men in that has not been deciphered. It's going to get to it. This so basically, brother. all these scholars who studied for so many years and know so many different languages. Mr. Brother Shaka Indu Kimmy, y'all can find him on YouTube. He got Mod Forever. <laughs> That's his YouTube channel, Mod Forever. And he's going into a lot of this stuff, man, about these dudes. But y'all had to. Brother Reggie said. Okay, here we go. Here about Kemetic people. I don't believe in no Egyptian gods. I don't believe in that in that stuff. I wasn't even taught that bullshit, right? Um, I I'm the one who I'm the one who bangs against the comedics. I bang against. Huh? What? Hold on, wait a minute, y'all. Hell no. What? Hold on, just you heard that? Let me, let me see. Not damn yeah, bad. I'm trying to figure out if that's the real guy or if that's an imposter. No, that's Reggie. I, I, I got the video. I'm looking at the video. I'm okay. playing the actual video because I'm looking at the video. And that's what he's playing. He's actually playing Reggie video. He's playing Reggie on, on video. You're saying he ain't playing no sound okay. bite. He's actually showing Reggie. I'm trying to bag it up just a little bit. And when did yeah, he, he say that? Before he became a Kemet, a Kemet dude? Is this before no, he became no, Kemet? He, he said that shit now. You ever listen to Sarnetta? When Reggie on there, Reggie be talking, he be saying that because he always go against Jabari because Jabari, he, in a slick way, he, he, he goes against Jabari because he talk about, he'll kind of say Jabari teach spookism because Jabari deal with the spiritual side. Well, Jabari deal with historical part of Kemet and he deal with the spiritual part as a priest because don't they, don't we read about that with priests, whether it's a wobs in, um, they call wobs or whatever in Kemet, but they'll say that brother spooked out. Because he deal with the okay, I have, thing, they pray and all of that stuff. He have his his community. They pray. They say he's spooky. I, I think I got the two guys mixed up because I was thinking that the other guy was Jabari, but yeah, Jabari is an outstanding uh, uh, yeah. spokesman for Comet. Yeah, this Reggie who always talk about he studied with Dr. Ben and uh, Leonard Jeffries. He always wonder about who he studied under and all of this those stuff. Yeah. But he don't never. I'm, I'm glad um, that. I, I, <laughs> he don't exemplify none of the stuff that Doctor Ben them what they what they brought to the community. He don't exemplify none of this stuff. I'm gonna just play it to finish it out. But I just want to hear y'all notice what he said. He tried to always push this on the people, but what is he saying? He bang, he bang on the uh, comedic stuff. Check it out though. Go back. Bangs against the comedics. I bang against them, and they can't get through me because. The gods that they worship, right, were born from another group of thinking, right? So you can't come with me with no no goddamn. So hold up and stop again. Now, wait a minute. You hear that? He said that the comedic gods were born from another people's thinking. So, mm, so Aset, Haru, uh, all the deity, Netaru, as they say, the Netaru, as people translate into English saying the gods, came from another people thinking, according to Reggie. Y'all heard y'all say, so why the hell is he so heavily pushing people to study Kemet? Again, when you asked him again, what do you believe, Reggie? No foundation. He has no foundation. But he always, or he'll say, well, I only deal with the historical part of Kemet. You bullshit. If you don't believe in well, the gods, you, know. you don't go here. You don't believe in none of What the fuck is you fucking with Kibbit for? I mean, I don't understand it. Even the history, yeah, the why you thing... don't... Go ahead. 
Go ahead, bro. The only thing that could support his argument is that their philosophy came from someone before them, which would but, be but, that but the people wow. from Kush who came out from uh, deep down in uh, the Congo and in Ethiopia and whatnot came uh, from, from there up to to Kemet and set up Kemet there <laughs> after already having in place in Kush uh I think hundreds and hundreds of pyramids, if already not, if not thousands. Mm. And these were these were pyramids that had been there for a long time before they even put a pyramid in Kemet. And but he don't so believe in none those, of that, though, bro. I, don't, I, mean, I understand. Okay. I mean, he could, but he don't believe in none of that either. He don't believe in he don't yeah, believe in none of that the, either. Those were the Nubians, the Nubians, the real, but he, you know, the, he, the original people. So. He don't teach none of that either. Let me go and finish it well, out. Well, right, I wouldn't. Goddamn, have room or no other that bullshit. Show it to. Wait a minute. You hear him? What he said? Oh, goddamn. Yeah, man. he's 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 not. I wouldn't have room. Him, but go ahead. Rate. Oh, shit. Several I women. I think guess ego. I went to. But decide that we have. Okay, I'm trying to do it by And let me hand. just show you because I, I surely had the screen print. Ah, uh, shit. I went too far. I went on. I take back that Horace raped seven women. Bullshit. Damn. Right. Um, I, I'm the one who, I'm the one who bangs against the comedics. I bang against them and they can't get through me because the gods that they worship, right, were born from another group of thinking, right? So you can't come with me with no, no goddamn Heru or no other that bullshit. Show it to me in a primary, show it to me in writing, show it to me in a period. You're making the bullshit up. Reggie has he one. He don't have nowhere to ego. stand. Like what he's saying, he can't stand on nothing there, Ariel. No, but you, but you, but you, but but he pushed though, brother Justice. He pushed, he pushed this on the people though all the time, especially when the Hebrews are coming out. He pushed it. Here's one more thing he said. Yeah, one more. To a wall like Wall of China, I think they would have been smarter to do that. Instead of building, hold on, hold on. Oh, um, he, oh, he talking against the pyramids. Let me see. I'm trying to find that part. Let me see. Here we go. Sanetta is asking Reggie, don't you have any regrets about giving information to a pedophile? Reggie said no several times. Three times in a row he said no. He has no regrets. You see? And what did Reggie say about the ancient Egyptian, the ancient Egyptian kings? What did he say about them? What did Reggie say about the kings of Kemet? But I don't care. Listen, watch this, y'all. Look at me. I don't care about Egyptian pyramids. I think that they was a little cuckoo. I think they should have built a, a wall like Wall of China. I think they would have been smarter to do that instead of building um, beacons for to get attacked over and over again. I think those religious-minded, ancient you were cuckoo for Cocoa Pops for doing that. You don't I, mean I, that, do you? Huh? You don't mean that, do you? I definitely mean that. You don't know, Shaka? You you, you know who you invited on this channel? You, you, you're, huh? you, you're saying you think that the commissions were a bit... Cocoa Pops for doing that. No, come on. You can't say that. You can't say that. Why not? No, uh oh, I got some time. Hey, look. The late period what, of ancient... Why would, would you go that far? Hmm. He said that the ancient Egyptian king, the ancient Egyptian kings, would be the pyramids were crazy. That's what cook. Now, 
Yeah, y'all want to listen to them crazy mother, them, some of them folks in the conscious community? Now, you see how that shit is? That's why they pushed out the bin just to get y'all to listen to them mother suckers. That's why the conscious community ain't, ain't building shit. They don't have shit. They ain't got no daycare centers for the children. They have no schools for the children. They have nothing. They have nothing to, to, to stand on. But just talk about what they, just to try to, again, to talk about history, history, beat somebody up with history. But what do you have right here today in America? There's no, there's no, com- I ain't going to say none. But where all, uh, it should be some comedic centers to people's schools that people should be to go to. If it's the creme de la creme that some of these people would try to do to put out. What What's going on is. We got a lot of people who want to go down as superstars. They want to go down with a legacy. They want to leave here so people can brag about their name like Dr. Ben. Now, you know, Dr. Ben name will be rang out forever. John Henry Clark. You know the names. You know, y'all know a lot of these uh, teachers and elders that people always are quoting. That's what they're trying to be. That's what they want. They want their name to be ringing out forever. So they come up with a lot of bullshit that they ain't producing nothing for our people. Oh, Not a I damn ain't. thing for our people. Where 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 are they at in the community really just doing stuff besides bragging about now, hell, anybody can pick now nah, I'm not gonna well, nah, I ain't gonna say that. But yeah, hell yeah. A lot of this information they be bringing you notice they bang on people from books. I will be honest. And I listen to them, they all of these arguments. Well, they, they argue with somebody trying to repeat what somebody else say from another author's book. I'm like, that's it, it, all it is. It's just intellectual uh, bullshit a lot of times. And excuse me, y'all. I can't find the right word to say, but God damn it, that's what it is. It's just like, man, these <laughs> overly scholarly Intellectual man, masturbation. That's the word. There you go, brother. Just appreciate it. And that's all they did because they can, they read a couple of books. But they don't know. They ha- they're not digging in the dirt. They're not doing archaeological findings and stuff of this. They're just reading somebody else's book. And then, because I be listening to them, I'm like, when somebody else teach something and they're teaching something, well, that's not right because so and so, so and so read it. He said in his book, if you read his book, he said so and so, so and so. That maybe they're just that author's opinion. Is it is it true? Because that author read but it. But because he, he said didn't it. Didn't I say? <laughs> Didn't I tell you that was a waste of time? I don't wait. I don't like to waste a lot of time in my mind in my headspace. So when yeah. I know something ain't going the way, you know, like it's a real waste of time for this debate, especially to listen to somebody like that say what he said. He is definitely he has lost all credibility. And if Simonetter wanted to clean up his channel and to promote a better, you know, having better material and and, and more people who are at least closer to the truth than people who are further away from it like that Reggie dude. And I would get rid of those Reggie-type dudes and just keep the people who are the closest to the truth and have Mm -hmm. them debate with each other, you know, do it like that. But anybody who's a a cuckoo himself talking about the Kemet people is cuckoo, he's a daggone cuckoo himself. And, you know, like... um, I was just lost my train of thought because he, he, he got me up. So he got me, you yeah. know, that's ridiculous. I wouldn't even have nobody on my show talking crazy like that about Kemet and disrespecting Kemet talking like that. They built all these things 
and they had defense, they had armies, they had a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of people who was haters, and they came in and at different points of time was able to overcome those people who was holding down the fort for a real long time. So it wasn't no easy cakewalk coming into Kemet and taking it over. That, that yeah. happened. It took a long time before that was able to happen. Yes, sir. But Sarnetta don't even believe the stuff he say. These people are just about money, brother. Again, if we even go back to polite. When we used to be on here on Culture Freedom, man, a long time, when Brother Eric was on here with me, and we used to be talking about this and banging on them about all them goddamn debates and talk about what are y'all doing for the community. They started talking about, well, 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 we had these debates because it's to give people jobs. We employing people. Polite got that goddamn money and moved his funk ass out to the Beverly Hills, didn't he? Moved to Beverly Hills. He moved. He didn't. They didn't. They didn't employ no goddamn body but themselves. They made all that goddamn money. Listen, when they like we had said, even with that, okay, if they when they, even those debate, if they want to have debate, they could have bought them a building. So you know, and I understand written out the place. That's cool. You you support another um a black business or what was this the historical whatever the name of that theater. That's cool. But if this is what y'all do, y'all could have you could have bought y'all a building. And had to debate and still even have classes, all type of stuff y'all could have been having. But they got that goddamn money from all these damn debates and just only lining their pockets up. Seeing polite with all this focaccia and all that shit. They, not, they didn't give shit to the community. Not well, here, a damn here, here's, another, here, here's another oh, yeah. thing to think about or maybe to ponder over, like with Sidemetter and his thing. And he's come a long way, what he's doing and what he has done. And just imagine for all of the times he on and all the people come on, how many of them over the years might have been informants of some type or someone that throwed in there into the thing just to cause a bunch of confusion anyway? How many people do you think might be part of that? Probably probably plenty. (laughs) See? See? Probably probably plenty. So, yeah. He he have a side to him where he will tolerate a lot of ignorance when I won't. Like he will, he'll put up with a whole bunch of foolishness, whole bunch of nonsense, and just he, do it all the time. I don't know what that is. He actually encourage it, brother. He actually yeah. encourage it because Shaka Shaka the other day was trying to with the Hebrews. He was trying to be like a brother to him. Shaka, man, sort of like, don't do that, man. He got on um, Shaka about, you know, trying to be, like, friendly with Captain DeZoria. It, was not, it wasn't Captain DeZoria. It was somebody else. He wanted mm-hmm. to try to keep that wedge. It's about chaos, disorder with him. It's just because it's, it's money. A little bit, yeah. He got to have it's, it. He got to have it. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 about, it's about money. And here's here's the thing, because they want to bring out what what um you know what ancient writings or whatever. This is just it ain't got to be about the writings, but something we can look at. One thing I I, I would say about a lot of these is uh, the Hebrews community, whether it's the Messianics, where I disagree with a lot of their doctrine, but one thing about them I can say, you would see them out in the community talking to the people and bringing up. You know, and, and telling our people how we got to change and stop what they're doing. You see them like your brothers out there on the corner, 
you know, teaching with the bull horns and trying to tell our people we got to stop what we're doing. And they might say, get back to the laws of the most high, but just try to give them some, hey, man, we got to stop what you're doing. This wise uh, was wrong. And also, not only that, is, again, you see a lot of them have uh, food pantry stores. They have food pantry stores where people can go get food. Some of them even I've seen that they even have, they'd be out there and when they had camps on the street. I know ICBK did. Uh, they had where they were passing out, like they had like sack lunches and stuff, passing them out to the people while they was teaching class on the streets. Where are these guys that had all this goddamn knowledge and information is they say, and I'm not, you know, just trying to bang on to nobody who's in the chemist, but God damn it, if y'all going to say this is the creme de la creme and this is going to fix our people, still again, yeah, they could be fixed. But they ha- we have people out here. Where are your programs at? That's all what I'm saying. Where are your programs? We could talk about all this goddamn history, but we're we right here right now. It's cool we could talk about the history, but God damn it, we right here right now. Our people need solutions to the problems that they're going through. They need to be fixed right now. So if y'all ain't doing that, y'all don't have nothing in order, again, like, Umar Johnson, I got to throw that in there. Been telling people for the longest about this damn school. When the fuck you going to open the school, Umar? That other brother, what, 20-some years old, got a school. He got a school for boys. He's doing great things. He's all everywhere, people bringing him on. He's getting money coming in everywhere to build a school. You go, well, I don't want no damn money from the government and this, that, another. Listen, you, the money you get, you ain't did shit with it. People providing from you from underground. You still ain't open a goddamn, not half, but you ain't got not one classroom open. See, a lot of these people are bullshit artists, brothers and sisters. They don't want to fucking work because they say, I don't want to work for the white man. So they don't want to work for the white man. So they use this black thing to, to, to use you and, and, and live off of you. They live off of your dollars and your funds because they don't want to fucking work. I don't want to work. I, don't wanna, I ain't going to work for the white man. I ain't going on the white man's plantation. But you will use your people, though. You will lie, scheme, and scam your people out of their hard-earned money. Because some of these people, man, they, they feel that y'all are sincere because y'all feed them a little knowledge. You seem like you sincere give them the knowledge and information, so they give you their hard-earned money, money. But y'all ain't doing shit with it, though. Putting that shit in your pocket so you can ride around in little cars and take your little funk-ass trips or do whatever you're doing with it. Houses. But y'all ain't giving shit back to the community. That's why y'all see a lot of these guys fall by the wayside. The shit that all polite did. He got all that money talking about he trying to help the people. That, it, it, <laughs> yeah. See, when you do wrong, like they said, nature. Yeah, we can say nature. We ain't got to say the most high. See, nature catch you. Nature going to punish your ass. That's why he going through the bullshit he going through right now. Because you played the people, man. That's why he going through the bullshit he there and the downfall he going through. Because you played, you tried to play the people. All of them, all of them, half of them, they, that's why they're getting sprung out on drugs and all this shit, because you're playing the people. You think nature's going to allow you, or is it, if we say the most high, whatever, going to allow that you to keep doing the people like you're doing? Come on, brother. If you, these people are sincere. Like my brother, they're sending a donation. I don't, give, I don't care if it was $4. I won't play with that brother's money. I ain't going to play with nobody's money, because that brother worked hard for his money. He worked hard to, you know, get his money. He ain't going to give it, just give it, you know, just giving it. Because he, he, if I say I'm going to do something with it, I got to do something with that's it. Gonna, that's going to get into deodorant. Nobody, that's going to get some toothpaste little things or maybe, a, you know, a little stuff that people yeah. need, some soap maybe. Yeah. It's going to contribute to the cause. That's all. Yeah, because if I don't, you know what's going to happen? It's going to come back on me later. 
I'd be wondering, like, God damn, what's happening to me? Why, why, why this here, man? Why is seen it, but I can't get this. This ain't happening to me. The good thing, like, that shit falling apart because I played with that brother's money. I didn't do what I said I was going to do. We don't do that, man. So this is why things not coming to these people, brother. Now, it like, ain't like, look like, oh, man, they on top of the world. But you look at every last one of them that have been around here talking to all this country shit and look at how they demise is slowly coming. But I got to play this clip right fast. I said that it's 11 minutes. Let's talk about this right here, man. Get off them goddamn black-ass devils. But uh, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out, man, let y'all see how people be playing. They push stuff on y'all, but they don't even practice the stuff they pushing on you, their own goddamn self. That's why I want to push that. Like they said, man, practice what you preach. I can see whatever you preaching. I can understand it. if I can, Maybe if I can see you, you, you practicing it. Maybe I can understand it better if I can see you practice. Oh, that's one thing right fast. They did say they was getting on Jabari. Reggie was talking about too, right? That uh, rituals, we don't need all these rituals. You don't have to. You can study comedic science. It's about science and all these rituals. That's all bull crap. Let me show you something. There's a lot of things that you, you, you like you can read certain things right but if you don't put it in the, you don't see like the rituals in the, and make it practical put it into action you certain things you can't understand it some people that's why some things you can read some but a person have to show you one thing about it i'm not a mason y'all but i'm gonna tell you something though about masonry you can say you can read out the goddamn duncan rituals you can read all these masonic books but every mason is tell you you can read that motherfucking book all you want to. You ain't going to understand it until you participate or understand the ritual or participate in the ritual. All I'm going to tell you that, and that's true because I've seen it in the comedic, I mean, in the, uh, when the opening the mouth ceremony. When I was in the, uh, Dr. York, when we had the land, when we had the opening of the mouth ceremony, or some people said the opening of the way ceremony, when it was a reenactment. And this is what some of the rituals do. And see, so you understand it, you see it in action. See it as a ritual being – you can read it all you want to, but certain things you have to see it. And that's what our people in Kemet did. They've done those things. They lived it. So when you see it being – not only being written on the wall, but you see it being practical, people putting it in action, you can truly understand the meaning of it. So, yeah, but just get it right fast. This is called, right, is there a violence problem in the black community? Is there a violence problem in the black community? It's like 11 minutes. I, I hadn't finished listening to it, so I'm be checking it out with y'all too, brothers and sisters. And welcome and thank you for joining us on the second half of The Factor on Uncensored. Now, earlier this week, we had an honest discussion here about seeing young black people involved in all the crime in Miami during spring break, video after video from murders to vandalism. We want our panel to address it if there is a problem in the black community, but most importantly, how do we fix it? Solutions. You've seen the video time and time again where Miami was slapped with a lot of violence during the spring break. Tonight, we brought our guests back. We started this conversation earlier this week. They're back addressing this problem. Radio host Claver Kamal Imani, Dr. Ruth Allen Olison, and Waller County Constable Herschel Smith are all here again. So last time we talked, Claver, we were talking about trying to find solutions. We all acknowledge there is an issue that we need to address. We talked about family. We talked about the church. We talked about parenting may be part of the problem. Mm -hmm. So how do we address it when we see so many young black people involved in crimes like that where they're attacking and vandalizing a car, committing murder on camera, just shooting 
each other. It's, it's just mind-blowing and hurtful to see as well. But how do we start addressing this flavor? The first thing I think we need to do, first of all, Isaiah, thank you for the invitation. But can we start at the, really start at the root of the problem? Go to the root. At the very, think about what spring break was supposed to be, what it originally started out as. It was supposed to be about college students that were getting away after, let's say, their midterms or so, you know, to, to unload some steam or to get ready and relax and, and decompress before they go back to campus to deal with midterms and certainly finals. That's what it was supposed to be at the very beginning. I'm having a hard time believing that a lot of these kids that were down in Miami Beach are college kids. If that's the behavior of our college kids today, I don't want to be around when they're, at, when, when they're holding the reins of control of this country. If that is the behavior of college kids today, I'm not very sure that the ones that were causing the trouble in Miami Beach are actually enrolled at any university anywhere in the United States. I think a lot of them were outsiders that were, were causing problems. That doesn't diminish the fact that what you saw in the video images were majority of black kids. And what I started talking about on Monday were four institutions that I really think need an MRI or an X-ray and a readjustment, a, a re-attitude about what their role really is. The capital C church, governance, education, the big education complex, big ed, and parenting skills, the role and obligation that parents have in this day and time to be able to direct their child, as the constables say, in the way that they should go and when they get old they don't depart. I think we're, we're, we're very far away from that. The church and pastors, especially black pastors, especially black pastors in mega churches, should be addressing from the pulpit, from a biblical perspective, the social ills that we're seeing consistently and constantly on an epidemic level, if you will, and the pastors aren't doing that. Number two, the governance. The, the idea of our government is actually pushing the anti-biblical ways that made this country great, the anti-constitutional ways that made this country great. Education, the fact that it's no longer education but indoctrination, a decline in outcomes which you can trace back to the actual um, inception of the Department of Education. The United States government should have no role in education at all. Education is not mentioned in the Constitution at all. And of course, parenting, I believe every black person understands the problems that we have in the black community when it comes to parenting, because most of the times, it's just one. All right, let's bring Dr. Ruth into this. When he talks about the issue about church involvement and not having enough involvement, we know and I've seen over decades, church is giving you know, the smart kids scholarships, and because they, they apply for it. What more can the church do to reach those who may be troubled, who may be in these videos that we're seeing in Miami where they're vandalizing and committing murder before well, they get to that point? Yeah, I think we have to get more involved in terms of reaching out. I think uh, too often we are inside the walls of the church but the church, you know, Jesus said, go and tell. And we also have to go and teach. Uh, I'm, I'm really moved by the fact that over the past two days since we've been here, I listened to a lot of young people. And actually a group of them passed by the church and I asked them, you know, what is going on with young people? What do you need? Did you see what, what happened in Florida? What do you think? And so I listened to them and they said, we need love. And I think they do need love, and I think they do need discipline. And I still, uh, I'm, I'm wearing this yellow, 
because a few years ago, uh, there was a young lady who wore a yellow dress in Baltimore, but she had told her son, do not go to this riot. Mm -hmm. And she saw an image of him. She didn't even see his face, but she was so in tune to her child that she recognized his form. And she went down and beat the hell out of him and took him, took him home. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be at school. And so uh, we need some some discipline. Now, am I saying we need violence? No, I'm not. But there is a proper role for discipline for young people. And it has to start early because once a tree gets so big, there's not anything you can do. You've got to train them up in the way that they shall go, and then they will not depart. So, yes, the church needs to be involved, and uh, we need to even do parenting class. How do you parent? We have too many children who are raising children. Mm -hmm. And uh, so absolutely, there is a role for the church. Constable Smith will come back with you after this break. We'll continue this conversation. Don't go anywhere. We're talking about how can we save young black people who may be involved in the violence that we've seen in the and, uh, Miami incident. Stay with we us will here be on the going factor. Over. We'll and be going welcome over. back to the factor on Cincinnati. Uh -oh. I can't pause it. But you can call in, brothers and sisters. We're going over, though. Uh, we got like seven minutes. We're going over. So you can call in at area code 563 Nine 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 three zero eight one. You can call in. We got seven minutes. You're going over a little bit. Waller County. When you look at the video and you saw what was happening in Miami, so many young black people involved with vandalism, murders there. Your thoughts? What do you see as a solution to save that generation? First of all, <clears throat> you know when we we got when we sending our children out to. Uh, out of state going party you got to have a courageous conversation with your children you don't have a courageous conversation with them i remember my son uh one night at homecoming at preview and i told him i said son i said stay away from the bad kids do not get in the car he does the opposite he gets in the car he end up being in a car where they was swagging and they had an incident where the car hit the other car and they had an altercation, and uh, the kid that owned the car said, "Hey, look, you're gonna give me, you're gonna give me my shoes." Mm -hmm. And one thing led to another, and so the kid eventually ran to the uh, the campus police chief and told him, "said They robbed me, they robbed me." And of course, my son was in the car, and all of these kids end up going to jail that night, you know. And so when we have those courageous conversations, we know what have happened in the past of all the incidents, the big uh, uh, concert that we had here in Houston and, and, and different people traveling, going different places. They need to understand, hey, look, we got to, we got to keep our eyes. We got to keep our eyes open. We got to be alert, you know. And, and most of the time when you see a big crowd, especially in our community, a big crowd, they always say there's a problem. That's not always a problem because I have ran many parties out at Prairie View, and I'm telling you, the, the, the students cooperate, no problem. The problem have always been when those perpetrators come from out of town, come to the campus, and they, they have a whole agenda. Their purpose is totally different in having a good time. And so they have guns, and, 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 if, they, and, and if you let them in the party without searching and all the stuff that take place, they in a, they in a arena but no one is being searched. Everybody's just walking up. All kinds of guns and things are in that crowd. 
And so we have to educate our our our, our children. Hey, look, you could. Hey, look, look what's happening. People just find a gun just because they got a gun. Anytime it's hype and it's lit, kids get out of control. And, and Claven, so the question is, how do you reach those who come who are not invited, those who are not in college, but they show up to spring break? How do you reach those? Because you can't just leave them out. Like many of you are saying, they're part of the problem, a big part of the problem. That, so how do you reach those individuals? That, it, that, that, is, a, that, that is a question and a micro solution that needs to be addressed. I think to stop the epidemic of violence that we're seeing in the black community, the number two cause of death in black America is black on black crime. We have to take a macro approach to it, to those four institutions and beyond, and having them, let's say, repent. The, the biblical definition would be turn 180 degrees. You see that whatever you're doing as far as steering our community, leading our community, it's not working. Go back to the things that did work when blacks and the black community. All right, all right, all right. That's one clip. I had to stop it because it still got a little bit. And uh, we got like three minutes go- left to go. I got one more quick thing, another really quick clip I want to play. But I, I just want to hit, let us hear that one right fast. And I got another one I want to let us hear because we got three minutes left. Um, live, like I said, you want to call in. We'll go over just a little bit because we want to dialogue a little bit about that late clip and some other things, other things right fast, still dealing with this violence. Um, I just seen here breaking news that the police just shot somebody here here in this city uh, not too long ago as we've been on the air, so I got to see what's going on with that one. But yeah, the call-in number is 563 563- uh three oh eight one that's five six three nine 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 thirty eighty one now check this out this is from uh our good sister uh vic sister Didn't vic, vicky dillard uh it was a small thing on her thing uh on twitter so i'm gonna play just a little bit of this and i want to touch on some of this right here a little bit too didn't i give y'all the receipts on how a top israeli government leader said that one of the greatest threats to the world are black youth. The major problem of Israel is with the younger generation of the black community. Black Lives Matter starts there. Now, let me, let me go back a little bit. Let me play that again. Now, she says, this lady, will read what she says. She says, the major problem with Israel is with the young generation of the black community is what she said and she says black lives matter black lives matter start there and i'll explain this a little bit after she get finished with her clip start there who told y'all that didn't i tell y'all that did i bring it to you didn't i tell you that them folks way over there said one of the greatest threats to the black youth in america what's the knucklehead's name that was a big shot in the music industry. And when Charlemagne asked him why is it that he pushed black artists to talk about lean and drugs to dope up black society, black America, this Jewish white man pushed that through the music and he said that we, he, got, he got to eat. Thank you, Leo. Somebody put Leo. Cohen is his name. Cohen. Thank you. Leo Cohen. That's his name. But some of you may not know about Leo Cohen, but he admitted that like he was joking. He was dogging one intelligent black man that was calling out these predatory forces that Ye also was calling out. 
But we're going to leave that alone. What some of you don't know is that Leor Cohen's daddy was involved in the military in Israel. And his daddy was all about that life of warfare. And Leor knew that he was not meant to be that type of soldier. So he intentionally and deliberately chose to use black music as a form of destruction and warfare against black people. Were you all familiar with his daddy's legacy? And Leor Cohen's conscious decision to get into the music industry and prey on black folks and then turn around and use our music and weaponize it against us. Did you all know that? Look into his daddy's life. It's not just some news over there concerning them people. It's interrelated to us. Yes, sir. That's Vicky Dillard. Vicky Dillard, yes, sir, man. Stop it in. And I look more into that because, you know, I don't, I don't really like sound, all the way sound bites. I like to look into things because I know sometimes as – media we don't always i'm gonna say well i said we <laughs> yeah media sometime and outlets sometimes we have a narrative as well um so we don't go all the way in and give you everything that's being said now that part in there where it showed about israel when she said about uh the black community and she said it started with Black Lives Matter. I looked up that article about that that counselate, and when she was saying about the Black Lives Matter, uh, well, she was she was basically talking about the Black Lives Matter was the threat. Uh, more, that's mostly what she was saying. Not just, not really is 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 the. How? Uh, let me cut this. Oh, yeah, how Israeli okay. it, government? It's really not the black community so much. But it's Black Lives Matter, and that's what she was going in because I read the whole article and what she was saying, and and because she, she was saying how Black Lives Matter saying that Israel they was talking about how Israel uh, need to be destroyed, and this is why she said the the, the major problem um, with Israel is the young generation of the black community. And she says, stop with Black Lives Matter, because Black Lives Matter, you know, pretending to be a divorce for the so-called black community, which a lot of people thought anyway. And and so she and, and I read the article and they was talking about how a lot of things that 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 that, that uh, Black Lives Matter was saying some things against Israel. And so this is what they actually was more going more so going into about the young generation and how, you know, how this whole thing, how our young brothers are being turned. And y'all even think about this. I was thinking about this earlier as I was, the clip, the clip I played, you can find it on YouTube, brothers and sisters, the video, find the whole thing. It's like 11 minutes. Uh, look it up on YouTube. Is there a violence problem in black America? I need to get y'all the whole name. Let me look this up again. So I can get y'all the whole name of the YouTube clip, uh, the name of the video channel, get them a shout out. Cause usually, um, Time I use their content, I want to make sure I give them proper credit. Um, yeah, that was that was Fox Twenty Six, Fox Twenty Six Houston. That's where that came from. Fox Twenty Six Houston. Is there a violence problem in the black community? Yes, sir. Um, but 
anyway, so um, yeah, I lost my train of thought just that fast. Okay, yeah. Oh, when I was looking at that, I thought about, and I, y'all pay attention to this. Look at the timeline. Look, just look at this. How we're seeing a lot of chaos and disorder and. Like we're saying, you look at a lot of, I don't know if every city, y'all, I just want to speak about Memphis, but a lot of these cities, how, y'all remember when Black Lives Matter, Antifa was going around during the Trump administration, and uh, as they was saying about doing the George Floyd situation, they were rioting, they were looting, and going in and breaking in all these places, breaking glass and all of this stuff throughout a lot of the major, a lot of cities throughout America. Y'all remember that? And and you look at it now, it's like somewhat the same thing. I was just thinking about it. I like, damn, it's like the same stuff going on. Same stuff riding. Well, not the riding part, but the looting right now, out of control. Um, when you see in the, a, a mass amount of our young brothers and sisters gathering, and it get chaotic, like she was talking, like you was talking about, it and uh, happening in Miami, it take me back to the, the time when Black Lives Matter then was all supposed to have been having these protests and they was cutting up and doing the same thing. It's this whole mindset thing that they are, they have uh, put something on our people, man. They have put something on our people. And like I said, this is why, again, they're talking about our young generation. Our young generation have been set up for destruction. They have been set up for destruction they have been set up to be fail. They truly have. And I know Justice mentioned some things about, you know, certain things that's, that's, um, that's causing our problem, brothers and sisters, to to fall or being destroyed. He mentioned music, television, and things of this nature. But he went into something talking about demonic possessions. And here's the one thing I can add to his list of the problems, the drugs, these drugs, and that is causing a lot of our people to be or have these demonic possessions and things to take over them. I tell you, there's a brother, old young brother, who's on trial, going to trial and stuff right now in this city. I told you all about this happened about a year ago or so, and y'all can look the case up, uh, a brother named Ezekiel Kelly who went on a shooting spree here in the city of Memphis. And before he went on a shooting spree, about a week before that, he shot and killed one of his, I guess, so-called friends or associated in cold blood, shot and killed him. Then one day he went on social media, Facebook rather, as they say meta, and was driving around live on Facebook, just shooting, shooting at people and shooting people, carjacked a, a woman and, with her kids in the car and stole the car. I think he shot the woman and killed her in front of her children and just went on a shooting spree. And man, when I, I, and I saw, I didn't see it when it was live, but I saw a snippet of it, you know, some of it before they started taking it all down because people started sharing some stuff. I went on Facebook, but I saw some other stuff on like, I think on YouTube or something. But anyway, when I saw the video with him and I was seeing the way that brother was his reaction and how he was acting, that brother was damn, that brother, y'all, y'all, y'all remember the movie, The Exodus, Exodus, what do you call it? The Exodus, Exodus, whatever you are. Yeah. The little movie with Reagan in it. I seen a 
YouTube video the other days too, where the white girl looked just like that girl that was on that Reagan. That dude, you can, it, man, I, I mean, tell y'all, if it was a horror movie, y'all seen somebody possessed, that's how he was looking, man. You can tell something, there was some demonic possessions in that dude. I don't know if some of y'all believe in demonic possessions or not. You know, hey, that's either here or there. You do or you don't. You could, something was a spirit that was in that young brother. And he was on some drugs. Now, I even heard today, for a matter of fact, it was a caller call in on a local radio station here, WDIA, a black radio station. And um, it, they one of the callers called in, and he said the last guy that he, he carjacked, that was his nephew. He said the guy, he seen him, he like, he seen him walking up to him, and he was like, man, what them perks, what them perks at? What them perks, Percocets? That's what he was asking for. What them perks at? That's what he was asking the guy he was trying to carjack. What a Percocet? What a Percocet? And then he said, he just, he, he like, he seen the gun and he just said, he just took out running and he started running. He was running in zigzag. He said, he just running zigzag. But he recognized that's the guy that they've been on Facebook that they had this, because they shut down this damn city. They told the city, the city to shut down. Man, you could, if you went, if you was at a restaurant, they said they locked, locked the doors. You couldn't leave out nothing. They locked this. They personally said this city was supposed to have been on lockdown. You know, people were still driving around, but. And we, they, I think there was a people at a, a baseball game, a soccer game, or something. They locked them. They, you could not leave. They refused to let you out. They basically locked the city on lockdown because of him. Because they didn't know he was just driving around. He might steal another car. So you you didn't know what he was what he might have been riding in. He was terrorizing this this city. And I think they got him on some kind of terroristic charge too. They trying to give him life. I mean, the death penalty. That's what they're trying to seek to give him, the death penalty. But but what I'm going here is, and, and there are some reports that said, um, and people who knew him, they said after he got caught the next day, they said he cried like a, he was crying like a baby. He was crying his eyes out. Because Why? One thing here is, see, when he was under the influence of them goddamn drugs and allowed these walk-ins. I remember Dr. York used to teach the taught of class, and he was talking about walk-ins. And this is why I like to tell you, don't, you should not be get high and really get high and get under the influence because you allow, uh, as they say, disembodied souls and disembodied beings to walk into you. And um, that's why a lot of people, they do certain things like, I don't remember doing that because you open yourselves up to different beings. You know, that's if y'all believe it. You ain't got to believe it. I'm just, we just saying some people do. Some of us do. I truly goddamn do. You allow yourself to be walking, have these walk-ins that take over you. And when you see that it's like him, he have no clue. He was like, he had no goddamn clue what he had done. He's like, he was so fucking innocent. Just the other day when they had him in court, when they was talking about giving him the death penalty, he was like, death penalty? What? What? Like, he was like, what the fuck I do? Like, like what he done was not serious. Like, many people trying to give me the death penalty? I didn't do nothing that bad. What What the hell I really did? He he really, because they said he cried. He was down. They definitely jealous he was saying it. They had him downtown. He was crying his ass off. And they some people even said he's like, I don't remember doing that. What what y'all talk about? I didn't do that. 
I'm telling you, we all saw, he was foaming, even on Facebook, yeah, he was foaming at the mouth and every goddamn thing. I mean, so that's what I'm telling So I even, like I said, on Twitter, I've seen this young girl. She was like at a club, young white girl, European descent, was dancing. You know, she was dancing, but she when she was dancing, she had a, you know, she had a mouth all twisted and and like she was possessed like a motherfucker, like that. Like I'm telling y'all, like when that thing on on, on the Exodus, when when that little girl Reagan was in that bed, her head twisted around and her mouth and shit was doing that, like in Scary Movie. Y'all remember Scary Movie, the Wayne and Brothers? Man, her mouth, but she mm-hmm. was still trying to dance. And then she started hitting this little vapor, and I was like, look at this shit, man. And y'all remember when they they had that bath salt stuff came out that time, when people was eating people's face, they was. Biting people face. They had the dude in Florida bit somebody's face off and shit. I'm telling you, man, we have That's a lot wild. of demonic stuff, as Justice was telling y'all about. Y'all think Justice playing. Look at some of these people, man. Some of these people, they own these drugs, and they are truly demonically possessed. So a lot of this shit that's going on, these young brothers and sisters on these goddamn drugs, Half of them, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Are they under, when they say under the influence, they truly are. They truly are under the influence. And it ain't a good influence. So that's why a lot of them are doing, some of them are, are doing what they're doing. Like Ezekiel, y'all look it up, Ezekiel Kelly. I wish they had the video with not just him shooting people, but where you can see how that brother looked. How he was foaming at the mouth, and he was singing all that old raps, that that crazy ass rap music too at the same time. I'm gonna blast this mother, I'm gonna kill this, and brother, that's just like that shit. Like I was like, God damn, I'm actually yeah, looking at somebody possessed. But go ahead, my brother. Okay, it's definitely in the music, and that's the number one leading demonic spirit that where the demonic spirits attack you at and without the music being policed or censored in a way where it's you're not being allowed to say certain things there are hardly any rules so people are under the satanic order of delivering their music to you and seems to be most every artist is under the influence of a satanic order. And they have people who are their fans. And their fans end up getting caught up in the satanic order themselves. I had a friend told me he was going to sell his soul to Satan and go to Michigan to join the satanic church because he wanted the promises of material for his soul. Damn. And one time he called me and said something was going on and he got pulled over while he was on the phone with me and he was being pulled over while he was on the phone. And so I said, okay, you're getting pulled over. 
I was suggesting to him a few things to not do and to just be cool and everything. And I said, just keep the phone by your side or whatever like that so I can make sure, you know, you're cool. And he's like, oh, man, I don't know, I don't know. And he's like this. And then he said, I was just playing. I said, what you talking about, man? He said, I was just kidding. I, I wouldn't be pulled over. And so I said, okay, I, I was just giving you things that was from my heart and from, you know, myself to tell you to be cool, you know, to get yourself, and you lying to me. You straight up lying to me. And I said, I can't be your friend anymore because I I don't appreciate that you lied to me and I'm pouring out my thoughts to you to what you can do to be safe and you telling me you're lying about the incident all together. And then you told me different things that you have done that was totally wicked, driving around drunk and even maybe even uh, hit and ran on somebody. I def- definitely in a car one time he swiped the car to, and then he might have hit and ran and, and hit somebody in the street and laughing about it. So I had to disassociate myself as a friend with him because he was a scumbug. He was a satanically led person to me because he was, he found it funny that he might have had ran it, ran somebody over or something like that and getting drunk and leaning all back in his car and not even looking over the dashboard, not even paying attention to where he's going and thinking it's funny or it's cool to do that. And he want to go join the Satan church. And all he used to like to listen to was Drake. His favorite rapper was Drake. And he liked a few other rappers, but they were the negative type rappers. And they were the ones that was led in the whole, you know, thing. Little Baby and Baby and all these all these ones. Um, you know, these, these terrible type rappers that talk negative, talk nonsense and stuff. So... Out here in the world, as you played that clip, it made me to remember how parents are very young that are now um, that that have children three, four, five, six years old, or even younger, and they haven't had much parenting skills or knowing how to be mature or or to know how to speak around children or how to protect their children from nonsense or people saying anything. These parents say anything. They do anything in front of their children, drugs, drink, smoke, cuss, argue. They do everything that they shouldn't do in front of their children already. These are, this is like a, a, a good handful of people that are, are behaving this way. And uh, this, this is also something that is not in the ordeen or the, or the dictates of the creator. This goes against the creator. This goes against righteousness and the principles of love and harmony in your family or in the community. We look at each other uh, without any uh, respect or any type of um, 
acknowledgement of any type of kindness towards one another in a lot of cases. A lot of people have this this demon in their head that makes them have a self-hate towards each other that's in, that ends up being contagious in a sense where now everybody seems to have this same kind of fear and hatred towards each other and we don't seem to think that we can do better than that. We seem to think that this is where we landed and this is where um this is our like this is the destination to where we came from to where we are now. We came from respecting each other, caring about each other, looking after each other to now disrespecting each other not acknowledging one another, not showing love to each other, not caring about each other. And with these are total opposite things that we know that we can do. So a lot of us, we are experiencing a lot of internal self-hatred issues that are unisex, male and female. And how we treat each other, male and females in our communities has deteriorated. Um, We've lost our sense of morality as a people by integration and embracing American culture versus our own black culture, our own natural culture, our own essence of who we are as a soul brother or soul sister or people with spirit of God inside of them that you don't even need no book. You got righteousness in you, but we lost everything. We don't even know nothing about just um, basic morality. And we've fallen a long way from where we came from just 40 years ago, 45 years ago. We have plummeted to the lowest level of how we treat ourselves and each other and how our, we've allowed so many things to happen that we didn't fight for things. And we allowed those things to happen, and now we've seen the results of us not fighting for these things that should have never, ever taken place that were monkey wrenches that was thrown into our communities that cut the head off of everything that was prosperous or was something that was promising for our black youth to have in their future. You took everything out of the schools. And now what do you expect is going to happen on the streets? If you don't have nothing to do at school, what are you going to find to do on the street if you, don't, if you weren't given any opportunities? And there should be no child left behind. And all the children are being left behind. They took everything. You don't give them anything. You're stripping them more and more from stuff. All you want to give them is a computer. They need more than a computer. You're looking at musical geniuses. You're looking at scientists and master masons and craftsmen in the black community, black youngsters who, when I was in uh, wood class, uh, the teacher thought I was 
top of the notch, top, you know, I was like real ahead of my uh, time or myself for my 12-year-old self, things that I was creating, make, making woods at wood shop. They don't have wood shop no more in the black communities. Now, all these things that I said are still in the white communities, but in the black communities, they've been stripped. And so if you strip all of those things, then you're going to make justice come up with a crime bill aimed at 10-year-olds for, you know, bad behavior and things. And I don't want to do that. I'd rather you put the stuff back in the schools and make the interest of the child go up again. Make them more, uh, have more desire to go up and, 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 and get their education and learn and to be involved in different things in the schools. How are you going to take art out of the school? Art is an essential for life. How, how can you do that? How you how can you take music out of the schools? That's an essential for black people and people in general all over the world. You strip the instruments and the music classes and the chorus and the choirs and all that stuff out of the school and expect these children to embrace anything other than ignorant-ass rap music? You didn't give them nothing else. You took the jazz off the radio. We don't even have an alternative. It's either old school or the new bullshit. <laughs> now, where's our jazz at? Where's our classical? Where's our other types of music that we made, blues and old school stuff and everything? We don't have nothing no more. And we created everything. And they deny us of it and put it in to try to get rid of it. So we only can think about one ignorant thing. And those children are being programmed to do what they're doing because there's no police in it. There's no any type of um, rules and regulations around what you can say and not say. And they are constantly talking about the most worst thing that you can ever believe that someone can come out of their mouth with. And no one's saying anything about it. Why? Because adults don't listen to it. And if they did, they they their eyes would wake, their eyes would open up. They'd be like, I can't believe that these children are saying this on this rap. The type of music that's made today is the worst type of form of rap music ever created. It's just drill music. The drill music is the music that validates doing everything wrong, everything. It tells you to do it. If it's wrong, do it. And this is what this music does. And I never, ever thought that some music would just be negative from the beginning to the end. There's some music that, you know, you play Tupac, he might say something good, and in the middle, he might say something ignorant. You let it slide because he said some good things before that. But the whole song is ignorant, and ain't nobody saying, hey, this is messed up. Y'all shouldn't need me talking like this. No, they let it go. And these children are, this is the fuel for the, uh, for the fire. 
This is the this is what's leading their soul. That music that they listen to that no one else is listening because they got it in the little iPad or I, the ear thing in the ear down in the iPad or whatever coming from their phone or whatever, and um, they listen to consuming this ignorant negative stuff. And some of them you see them somewhere out in public expressing what is in their head that they got in their, their head earpiece. And they cussing and carrying on and saying what they kill and who they kill and how they kill them and when they kill them and why they kill them and where they kill them at, all on that you know, on the platform of the train station or right there on the corner somewhere. And he's standing out there by himself, sounding and looking retarded. But ain't nobody policing this stuff. These children are being led and and and. Uh, and taken away from morality and righteousness because they're not being given a chance because no one's saying anything, oh, this is wrong, this is bad, y'all shouldn't do this, shouldn't make videos like that. That's 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 pitiful. That's uh, deplorable. Uh, you know, that, that, that's... Whew. I mean, just it's, it's gotten to the point where I see more people out in public who have symbols of Satan on them than they do of symbols of God. So, yeah, the devil has taken over. And when I was little going to church, we was warned that this was going to happen. And, man, if didn't it, did it not come true to where we living at now? I see everything they was talking about when I was small. The end days is near. All that stuff. That's here now. Okay? We real close. So, yeah. This devil done took over. And uh, ain't nobody trying to stop the goddamn devil. (laughs) That's right. Yes, sir. Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, before we get out of here, I'm going to get ready to get out of here in a minute. Um, before we get out of here, update. I was just looking at something <clears throat> here. I said I mentioned something earlier about somebody had got a suspect got shot. But as I looked at the report, is uh, two officers were just shot not too far from where I live at here. Two officers shot, and they, and they, uh, the person, excuse me, the person actually, he shot one officer twice and he shot another officer one time and they shot that individual three times in there. So all of them in, uh, I think they said what stable, critical, but stable condition. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. So that's again in the black community again. So yes, sir. Uh, two hey, police man. officers shot too. So wow. Yes, sir. You heard he indicted your your former president today, did you? I just looked at that three minutes ago too, as I was he was talking to. I, somebody said yeah. that, but I was like, uh, did they really do it, or, or they just? Because you know, they always well, he gonna be indicted, and I, so they actually did indict him. They indicted him, but it ain't that yeah. he can't uh, uh, appeal the case and everything. So yeah, he gonna oh, appeal God. it. 
but they ain't indicting him on that money laundering or that money transaction to the Stormy Daniels lady uh, for the hush money payment for the sex. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, he's been indicted. Finally, they threw an indictment on him, especially after Trump threatened the man, uh, that uh, district attorney dude, I forgot his name, Allen or whatever. Uh, uh, brother. Yeah, and he sent him a letter. I don't know who sent him a letter, but someone sent that man a letter with some powder in it, and it said, I will kill you inside the letter. It said, I will kill you. And the letter was dated to come out of uh, from Florida, Orlando. And mm. so I'm thinking, man, who, who you know, uh, that's pretty wicked to do that. But they said it was no... Uh, contaminants found in the powder and it wasn't lethal or anything, nothing that was dangerous. And, uh, but, man, that's still somebody to threaten you and say, I will kill you. I would have to say, well, why ain't the FBI going and check that out and investigating where that letter came from and find out who sent it and to, and to arrest that person for making a threat like that. Cause he's still threatening them whether it wasn't no powder that was going to kill them. That's still a threat, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and just saying, I'm thinking um, Trump was on his social media thing the other day before that happened, and he was going off about the man being um, just calling him all kind of derogatory names, the black dude, and saying that uh, it's a witch hunt and he shouldn't be going after him, and that he want, he would like to do something bad, and he was telling people it would be it would be uh, bloodshed or it would be chaos and it would be death and murder or something he said like that that would happen if they arrested him or indicted him. Mm. And then he said uh, that then the next day, that's when the letter came to the man after he went on that rant. Then the next day that letter came and they said it came from Florida. And that I was trying to put two and two together. I'm like, well, maybe Trump sent the letter himself, you know, or told somebody to go mail this letter for me. And <laughs> Damn. Like, you know, hey. I'm thinking he, he, he's shady enough to try that, maybe. Maybe. He's shady enough to try that. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah. And now the thing about it is today that they indicted him for the Stormy Daniels, the Stormy Daniels situation is that – now, for him, for Trump to even make those threats and be saw on Twitter with a baseball bat, with a picture of him holding a baseball bat next to a picture of that Allen dude, the black dude, the district attorney dude, right? Yeah. Uh, like he was going to hit him in the head like that with the bat, you know, the way the image was, it's like, okay, he's mad at him and with this baseball bat, I'll knock you in the head, you know, and he threatened him. And so I'm thinking, okay, now that man, the black dude, he said, all right, that's it. I was going to let the John go. You know what I'm saying? After all the way he was saying, he was probably having some sympathy for Trump because he didn't indict him on Tuesday like Trump thought he would, right? And Wednesday came, he didn't, this last week, he didn't indict him then, too, right? And Trump was like, hey, come on, y'all can let this go, you know what I mean? And maybe the man was like, you know what, all right, I'm going to think about it. 
Well, after he got that letter in the mail, that probably pissed that brother off. And after he heard that Trump said some more bull crap about him, he said, that's it. I'm going to indict his ass now. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> he had yeah. the power to do it in the first place. He was holding back. He was like, all right, you know, maybe I won't do it. Maybe I won't. But Trump kept, kept, you know, pushing the envelope too much. And now the brother said, that's it. Hell with it. Your ass indicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, this is everybody don't. Oh, right? <laughs> I ain't gonna say everybody. I I just say if I had the chance to vote in this election, I I, I wouldn't I, I I wouldn't vote for Trump this go round. You know we don't. It's it's we had enough for the charades and shenanigans right now. Um, Got to get back, man. This economy and other things. It's just a lot of serious shit, man. You know, we had it. It was fun and gang. Well, it wasn't no fun, but it was. It was a lot of this shit was kind of hilarious and at first and all of this. And he he exposed a lot of the, as they were saying, the uh, what that damn government they was called, not shadow government, but I forgot it was another name they was calling it at first. You know, he was exposing the people to Nancy Pelosi and all of that at first. You know, that's, that was fine at that time. But now, yeah, that just don't play it out. So a lot of, and I've heard some conservative people talking about, they not probably going, they wouldn't even probably vote for Trump, you know, because, you know, that, that, that thing don't play it out, man. You know, with him and Zide at first, but now it's just uh, next. Um if I would look well, at it, if I like if I had a chance to vote, I would rather vote for damn Ron DeSantis before I fuck with Trump again. Yeah. But let me tell you, know. you something. Uh it ain't over yet because Trump is still running for president while he's being indicted. Now oh, yeah. I heard two I heard one thing too I heard one thing earlier which wasn't a credible source about him if he gets indicted he won't be allowed to run for president now i after mm. after hearing that i several hours later heard some other people still say that he still can and is still going to run for president and that this is going to bolster his presidency because all of the republicans are now going to galvanize to protect him and 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 support him so that he can try to get himself straight with the legal system. So his aspects or his prospects for presidency goes up um, despite being indicted because now it gives his former Trump supporters, the loyalists, more a reason to support him. So, yeah, he he's not uh, – He's not done. You can't stick a fork in him yet. Oh, no. Yeah, because they're going to they're gonna do the thing, uh, what do you call that? Uh, innocent and proven guilty. Without innocent and proven, and proven guilty. Because the thing about it, he hadn't been found guilty or nothing. He's just been indicted, you know, just like to say he's under arrest and all. But he still, he, he hadn't been proven guilty yet. So he 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 hadn't been convicted of a crime. Yeah, while he's because, running for president, he'll he'll have a way of 
pushing these cases back like he's been doing. It may take a year or two for the case to come up in court, and by then he could be being sworn in as president or yeah. lose again and have to go home and face the fire. Yeah, because like I said, he hadn't been convicted of anything. He just because you said indicted, uh, shit, that don't mean shit. You ain't you hadn't been convicted, so you're not a conf- right. you're not a convicted felon or a misdemeanor. You ain't you hadn't been found guilty of nothing. They it's said just, you can indict a ham sandwich if you want to. There you go, but don't mean yeah. So yeah, so the case goes on. Yeah, but I I don't know. I think some people just you know just. Uh, it was it was fun the first go around. A lot of people were like ah you know I don't feel like messing with that dude anymore. It's you know we're just gonna CNN never like it because shit they they need the ratings. <laughs> They'll love it because they'd be Trump all goddamn day every day. But yeah, people we just you know people we're tired of this shit right now, man. We really to get back in and get, get Trump back actually yeah Trump actually you know, has a lot of, uh, let's say, it's kind of fun, hard for me to find the right word, but just, I'm going to say, out, you know, insight, outside, maybe outside because it's so far away. But for us as a country to want some type of peace uh, with Ukraine and uh, Russia, and someone who could actually negotiate a peace agreement, it would only be Trump that could do that. We know Biden can't do it. Oh, shit. No Uh, no one else. We know ain't nobody else able or capable of doing that right now, today, except Trump. He's the only one right now can stop us from going to a nuclear war with Russia. Biden is going to lead us to a nuclear war with Russia. <laughs> if Trump was reelected, he would take that back off of the table. Vladimir Putin pulled out of the nuclear treaty, the nuclear <laughs> treaty that we had with Russia. And he pulled out saying that the deal's off the table now. I might use the nukes on you if I have to because you guys – are violating a lot of things that you shouldn't be doing with uh, NATO. And so now the United States is under a nuclear threat because of Joe Biden. Not being able to negotiate or not being able to be a diplomat and be able to resolve the issue between Ukraine and Russia diplomatically. Trump would have diplomatically. He even said how he would do it. Now, I might sound like I'm a Trump supporter tonight, but I'm not. I'm just a logical yeah. thinker. And, now, and that's it. That's it. And so I'm logically looking at this that Trump would only can – he already had a good relation with Vladimir Putin and and uh, Vladimir Volensky. He had a good relationship with both of them. So he even said, look, I pull these guys together in the room. I tell them, look, we're going to make a deal, and, hey, we'll walk out of there, the war be off, and, hey, deal be made, and that's it. It, it, You know, the the war, it'll be over in one day. 
Now, I'm thinking it would probably take a little bit more than one day, but I get it. You know, he could negotiate a deal with Vladimir Putin and Vladimir Zelensky because he had good relations with them. He formed a better relation with Kim Jong-il uh, when he was the president. He was able to get him to stop shooting all of those test weapons up that was scaring part of the world. Yeah, and yeah. he threatened and scared him to the point where he stopped him from shooting him. There was no other president that was an American president that was able to stop those little dudes from shooting off those little test weapons over there in South Korea and was scaring people, and no one else can stop them except Trump. Trump threatened them and said, if you do that again, I'm going to bomb all your stuff. I'm going to tear up your whole country. And they shooting there one more up there while Trump was the president. As soon as Trump leaves and then Joe Biden, the president, they test uh, Biden and shoot one up about a year later, and then yeah. Biden ain't do, do or say nothing about it. <laughs> then they shot another one. Biden didn't do nothing or say nothing about it. Yeah. They said Trump. That's when, when Obama was the president, crazy. same thing. He couldn't stop the man from shooting them weapons up either. When Obama was the president, Bush couldn't stop him from shooting them weapons up either. Only Trump was. So, yeah, all the bad stuff with Trump, he still, like, he can bring some type of peace and order to certain things that is important, more important than things that don't meet that high level of importance that life on Earth does with nuclear explosions and weapons aimed at America and aimed back at Russia and aimed in Ukraine and aimed all over in China and China aiming them over here and all this stuff because of one fool or two fools that would be Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden. Fools. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, brother, I'm going to get ready to shut, shut it down and get out of here because I got a lot to see what's going on tomorrow. All right, sorry man. to hold you so brother. long, man. I no, you're good, brother, sorry, man. Bro. We ain't been on, you know. We just, our usual time, we used to do it anyway, about, what, three hours? But, yeah, so it's right. Yeah. And then we ain't been on in a week. We missed a week. So we all good. Yeah, yeah I just got to get right. into what's going to happen in the morning, like the situations, man, damn. I um, know we're going to probably have some conversation and meeting at work to ourselves tomorrow. Um since the situation happened at the other company, we all, everybody in the garbage business over here, man, they all like, you know, you might work for one company, but everybody, man, kind of know somebody from another company. So it's like a steel, like a, a big sanitation family. So, um, the, the situation that happened today, man, a brother bag and, you know, hit the woman, man, and killed her. Damn this. So yeah, we're probably going to have meetings all over tomorrow about this stuff, man. So then it's, it's a bad situation. That's that. terrible, man. That is so terrible, yeah. man. I'm and I, and I know, that, and I know, I know the brother, like I said, man, I know he's probably a man and toe up right now. So about that situation. Who's he going too fast, you think? Backing up too no, fast? Well, he, well, no, he was at a, well, I don't know. They say he was at a landfill. He was at the landfill, dump, giving it a dump the truck and, uh, one of the other guys said he saw him, you know, he, he saw the whole thing. Said, I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's really going, but they said he didn't see her. Um, say he didn't even see her. Um, so he bagged up and hit her and then went forward and, and, and hit her again. So he didn't even know, uh, I guess that she was even back there. Uh, it, 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 
from them landfills. It's man. gonna have to be of, an investigation. Uh, oh yeah, they gonna they doing that. Oh shit, yeah, you believe best to believe they gonna do all that. Cause a lot of them trucks got cameras on them and shit too. Oh, but let's believe they doing that. It's just a lot that of that woman might have walked back man. there and shouldn't have been in the way and got hit and she done got messed up and the man is yeah, there and run but, over twice by mistake. But they gonna but they gonna. Uh, there's a lot of shit when you're trained as like doing them drivers. You they tell you check your mirror once, check your mirror twice, make sure. See, we just had a meeting ourselves last week about bagging incidents because one guy bagged into an old old classic truck. Um, see, like I'm, I'm what they call a hip. I'm the guy ride on the back, and mm-hmm. we're supposed to make sure we bag these. Like when they bagging up, we got to be there to make sure we bag them up. Be there, you know, the guy then when they bagging up is so much that you know we got to be trained to do that. Sometimes people we don't. <laughs> We might let them guys bag up. I ain't going to say we all do, but some guys let them guys bag up and don't be watching. And, like, sometimes you'll be in the truck with them, and they're like, well, I'm going to bag up. And they might bag up, and you in the truck, and they smack the shit out of something. Now, some people like, they're going to fire the hell out of both of y'all because they were like, where was you at? Now, I've had a situation when I was in um, I was in a situation. I was back there, though, and we bagged up a pole because I was on one side of the truck, and I was trying to holler to get him to stop. And he had barely hit a pole. And at first, they ain't going to ask, where were you at? I said, well, hell, I was on the other side. I was trying to, I, you know, I thought he, because he owned that side. I said, but he was looking on my side to see where I'm at. By the time, you know, he got to the pole, I'm hollering and stuff. But he had obviously started looking in his other mirror, and he hit the mud. So, yeah, it, mm. it does happen. But they always going to ask, if we, if, when the driver hits him and he got a helper with him. Now, that, now, with him, though, is different. Because he's in one of those trucks, we call a one-armed bandit. And uh, it's another, they call them ASLs, so that's the technical name. they the ones that drive, with the guy ride by himself, and he got the little robotic arm and picked the cans up. He was riding one of them. So he don't have a helper, it's just cameras. And um, so, yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, gonna, it's, it's a hell of a thing. That's a dangerous job, it is. And that landfill... Sometimes people get, see, in certain jobs, people get laxed on a lot of shit, too. You know, you're just going through the motion every day. Oh, I ain't going to happen. I, I do it this way. People take a lot of shortcuts on a lot of shit a lot of times. And, you know, you get comfortable taking those shortcuts. And I'm not saying he did. He did, but I see a lot of times. You you, you're so used to taking them shortcuts. Oh, I ain't going to happen. I've been doing this for so long. And then one of these days, shit happened. So... It just it's just a tragic situation, man. So, damn, you know, we all think about because it, that's a job we do. I was in a you know, um, in a truck once, and somebody hit the car. I mean, somebody guy we was making a turn, and a guy was going down the street, man. I mean, damn, he was rolling. A witness seen it. They said it looked like the guy was going a gazillion miles per hour. Now that's fast. Uh, that was the police said. That's real fast. I, the police said, I don't know how fast a gazillion was. But that's what she she described. So he had to be going fast, and he hit the truck. He hit the garbage truck. I was in the truck. Remember, uh, coworker, we was in the truck. He hit it. I was like, and I was shocked. And I thought, you know, he was gonna miss the truck. I seen we was turning, and but he hit the truck, and I got out and I ran down. And I found out he hit us, and I was like, I ran to the truck. I see the man hanging his arm hanging out the truck, and he's kind of leaning out the truck. And that's the first time I was seeing some man that messed me up. The man. Um, was kind of handling the truck, and I was like, you okay, you okay, okay? And I was looking to see, was he trapped in the truck and everything? And 
Um, he wasn't. He was like, we want him older, like pick up. But they say he hit his. It was a hard, a hard ass stern where his 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 chest got caved in because he hit the stern wheel and it it crushed his chest in. But he was when I went down there, the man was gasping for breath and air. And I looked the man in his eyes, bro. I didn't see no black in his eyes. You know, like the people didn't see none of that. It was like mm-hmm. a like people say a veil over his eyes. All I saw was complete white and the man was gasping for breath. And all I can think about, I didn't know the man, don't didn't know him, but all I can think about it was his family. Didn't even know if he had a family though. But it just came in my mind. And we was me and my co my, my coworker the drive, we were just sitting there waiting and the police and everybody came. We were just sitting there waiting to see what was gonna happen. And uh, they told us to stay behind the truck so the, the news crew couldn't couldn't film us. Don't don't get us on camera. And but bro, I, I, I kept I just I was kind of almost teary eyed, almost thinking about when I seen the man. I said, man, like the man died. And when the police mm. came and when the police came and told us, brother, confirmed that he died. Bro, you talking about two grown ass men? They told us we were just sitting there. Talking about two grown ass men cried, broke down, man, like, yeah. like you know, a little baby, you told you can't have no candy. Bro, he yeah. went one way crying, I went another, man, that shit, that shit. And, like, again, what tore me up, didn't even know, it's like, this man, they finna go tell his family, your husband not coming home, your dad not coming home. That was all in my mind. Like I said, didn't even know him though. But just somehow that was on, that was in my mind the whole time when I even first looked at him. I was like, damn, bro, and that tore me up like a mother sucker. I'm like, we was okay because we was in the truck, you know, so it didn't hurt us. You know, he just hit the back of the truck. But just knowing <clears throat> that his family had to get that news, man, that shit hurt. That shit hurt like yeah. a mother sucker, man. And from that day on. Me and my, my coworker, which was my supervisor, we came closer. We had, you know, we had a lot of beefs in one time, but we became close as, as brothers, man, from that incident, too, because of what we mm-hmm. went through, man. So that, um, just to see that, though, man, you know, you're going to work and just thinking, man, we, like, we were just, because just, we were having a conversation. It was fun. We was having a conversation. not funny, but we were just having a conversation. We was talking and stuff at first, just laughing and joking. Then all of a sudden, we just stopped talking. I mean, it was like, I don't know why. We just, all of a sudden, we just stopped talking. Bloop, and Mitch sent us to each other, and we just been saying nothing. And then next thing, no, bam. It was like, bam. And it was a shock that, you know, what, what happened all of a sudden. But anyway, so, brother, yeah. <clears throat> so anything like that. It's all like a cosmic about, experience. Yeah, and the thought, and the thing, <clears throat> damn, and the thing you just think about, oh, you just coming away. I'm gonna go to work, pick up this garbage, and go home and do my, you know, go back home. And that's what you just thinking about. Yeah. Never would imagine that you would have a situation like that, but it mm-hmm. it happened, man, in a heartbeat, and and, and something like that. Well, just, just thank God you wasn't behind your truck at that time. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, just to see man looking at the man take his last breath is like, damn man, I just wasn't this what I didn't wake up to, I didn't know I was gonna wake up to something like this, man. God damn. Yeah. This is, look so, how God look how good God was. He didn't have you and your partner behind the truck. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, man. It's but yeah, I'm gonna see what's gonna go on tomorrow. Cause I know we're gonna have a little meeting. I'm gonna be all kind of say. I know they got emergency. They they already told me they got emergency safety meeting in the morning. I know we're gonna probably have one too. Um, yes, just sir. discuss this stuff about bagging and reiterate it. You know, man, y'all watch these guys when they bagging. So yeah, that's because because you know children be behind can run out behind trucks and yep. that's why they tell a lot go of guys. slow. Don't they got them beep beep lights in the back of them trucks too? Yeah, but like I said, some guys like him, they they by themselves, so they don't have anybody. But see, here's the rule. And some guys, a lot of guys break it. And I don't, that's why I don't like being with people who do this shit a lot. They tell you when you're in those trucks, bag as less as possible. Some guys like to do a lot of goddamn bagging. I can't stand that because, again, yeah. you put me in a situation because, number one, I'm the helper. So that means I got to be back there to help you bag up and a lot of, and yep. then at the same. So whenever I got to do that constantly, you bagging and bagging, that put me in a more vulnerable situation so, and, and, and more <laughs> at risk more and more and more because you bagging. And I've seen a video yep. right there. I'm going to set up here. up. seen a video. It was on damn, somewhere, I don't forget what I was saying, Twitter, somewhere, and they were showing uh, a guy was walking. He was like, he was overseas somewhere, and he was walking. He just walked, but he, I don't know why he did that. He was walking in the middle of the, uh, of the truck. You know, he was walking, and the guy bagged right over him, the driver bagged right over him, and then drove back forward, just like that situation that happened. He didn't even know he had hit the man, his own helper. But so, like I said, I don't like when people do that. They tell you bag as less as possible. But sometimes yeah, drivers get in a yeah. Sometimes drivers get like in a hurry. Yeah, but sometimes guys be in a hurry. They trying to hurry up so they can go home and all this shit and try to get this shit. Man, safety is key. Take your damn time because all that bagging and you bagging and you bagging, babies can run out there. And, and, and run out there in a heartbeat, and you ain't going to be able to see them in time because, you know, they're already so short and you didn't tall that. You're not going to see them like you will see an adult. They run out there, bam, there you go. Even, you know, some people had hit dogs before, and the company got sued like a mother sucker. Um, so they try to get them bag as less as possible because, you know, it ain't like you going forward. You know, even the people can run out there, but you have more um, – a chance to react as, as you know you're going forward you have you can see more so yeah so you know what just i don't know brother so just be careful out here man you know even when you drive even when the car like you said just i don't like all that goddamn bagging either <laughs> i turn around four and five times if i got to shit i ain't doing all that bagging yes sir but yes, sir, brother, I sure appreciate you, brother, for tuning in, brother. Uh, it was something. I got a video I got to send you. I forgot what it was. It was something. I, I find it, and I ended up sending it to you because I forgot. It was something we were discussing. I seen it. I sent it to you when I remember what the hell it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yo, yes, did sir. you ever watch that video I was talking about on Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went through it. I, I sent that while I was saying, yeah, it's just only our people. Our people are smart as I don't know what. I don't know. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I was, oh man, that was that that was exciting to me that night when I seen that happen. I said, "Wow!" I I don't know nobody who could guess all the people's faces on all that money. No shit, I still can't shit even after watching the video. I can't <laughs> see, see, see. 
See, that's what I, I'm I, saying. Like, even me, I wouldn't have known all that myself. Yeah. I don't know shit. I don't even know who owned the goddamn 100. No, nah, shit, I don't know that shit. I don't, I don't know. No, you know, that's the Frank. That's the Benjamin. Shit, I, shit, I still, I still don't know. Even when I hear people say about the Benjamin, I still don't remember this shit. <laughs> I know how to spend the <laughs> motherfucker, but that's it. <laughs> But yeah, okay, hey, that's all that's all that matters right there. Matter I would have told that. you Obama the was president. on that Like, I would have told you Obama was on that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put him on a $500 bill right now if you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got to make one of them. Yeah, they do. You ain't lying. Yes, sir. All right, man. All right, then, brother, sure appreciate you. it. All right, you too, brother. We're yeah, going to keep this thing popping. I appreciate popping, you having me on with you, okay? And, uh, oh, man, you know how we do it, brother. Week, I said you yes, too, brother. Sir. All right. And uh, you check me out on the moon, man, if you want. I'll be over Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I'll be back by the, the for night. I'll be back then. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, peace, brother. All oh, right. shit. All right. Peace and love. Man. Thank you, my brother. Okay. All right, peace. One love. Peace. One love. Peace. peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.